last time on Almost Heroes. Session 9, Breaking Point. We came in in Meteor Res. Rangrim had recently got the mark that Cosmo had painted on the on his mom's house, on his hand. After getting out of the mines, the group had a conversation about this, but not before Glenn met with Joro and the refugees, and he made a promise to them to help them get out of the mines because they're stuck there. The gates have some sort of magic that don't allow them to get through. We learned that the Boulderfist Mining Company controls the magic and the group left. We had a lot of conversation about Rangrim went over his past. Um, we talked a little bit about the symbol. Cosmo basically just judge-dreaded the shit out of Bongren and I'm pretty sure he was pissing in his pants. I think he was at least, because Cosmo was coming in hot. The last note I have on this page is just as Pops is rad. I think the only thing we missed is as we were heading back to the house, there's a bunch of guards. Got Correct. To that's that's where we left our session. off the yep. wall. Seems like a real good oversight on our part. Yeah, the the bloody the bloody hand symbol of the, the upside down hand of the eye has was left on that building, or on I guess uh, on Cosmo's home, and uh, it's now morning. Well, it's afternoon, as of having to sleep. So it's essentially around just afternoon, and you all are making your way back to Cosmo's house and found mm -hmm. that there were at least four guards. Uh, standing around. They seem to be uh, talking to people and we're talking to Cosmo's mother as well. And so Perfect. that's where we'll pick up. Uh, you guys are out of range at this time. Out of what uh, they range? They don't see you yet, but... Um, about, how, about how far away are we? Um, I'll say that I, you're probably... Since you're having to come up these tiers of the city to get to this point, I'll say that you're probably just having kind of walking up this tier, so maybe... 40 feet away or something like that, 30 to 40 feet. And you're just kind of seeing over the edge of this as you're coming up these stairs that this is going on at the house. And okay. so- um, and, it, and it looks to be the actual guards or it looks to be like the militia group that we saw. Cause there's like the people that we turned the bounty into. That's not the Boulder Fist Mine Company, right? That's like the Imperial guards. Yeah, if you wanna actually you wanna do a perception check for me. I will perceive, well, not great. Uh. 11. They're wearing clothes. <laughs> um, I'll say that you, you can tell by the color of their, uh, of their garb that they are Imperial Guards. Okay. Um, so as, as we're kind of walking up and I look over to Cosmo, I said, uh, Cosmo, looks like we uh, have a little more guests than we expected. I hope your mom's made a lot of that uh, squirrel stew you keep talking about. I, I suspect that uh, we'll be able to feed the whole crowd. And, and as we get closer, uh, fellas, how you guys doing? Hey, uh, mommy. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can see that there are, there's, uh, so there are two guards kind of uh, inspecting, and one of them seems to be almost like drawing out what this symbol looks like in, a, in some sort of notebook. And then there are, uh, there's another guard that seems to be kind of stopping people in the street and asking questions from people that are, uh, have kind of stopped and are looking at it. There's probably like, 
two to three uh, just people that live around the area or have any passing by that he's talking to them. Uh, and then the person who's actually talking to your mom, they seem to be wearing a little bit different garb. Uh, they have like kind of long, dark hair that is streaked with gray. Um, they are wearing kind of, uh, they're wearing plate mail and they have like a long like shoulder cloak that's thrown over their shoulder um, that's going, you know, pretty far down to the ground. And uh, it's, it's like a deep, deep maroon. And you can tell that like this garb is someone who is not just like a normal, uh, you know, essentially a soldier. This is, this is someone of a higher rank. Uh, and as you walk up, uh, is he human they, or elf? Uh, so as they turn towards you, you can see that they're actually, uh, they seem to be half orc in, uh, like they're, they're, they have the green skin, uh, but they are like of a leaner build than, uh, like than, uh, Madge's, for example, she's, she's full orc and is much beefier. Um, so they, uh, you, they, they turn to you and, uh, excuse me, madam, let me, uh, seems like, is this your son? And he uh, turns towards you and kind of uh, walks towards you a little bit. And these, uh, it's actually, I was hoping to speak with you all. Um, let me introduce myself. My name is Constable Chav Hunter. And hey. yeah, so that's, uh, that's named, yeah, this uh, NPC is named after uh, at Chav Hunter on Twitter and also who <laughs> is in the, in the chat often. So, I, attack. I draw my. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. That's awesome. Welcome, Tigers. Uh, uh, Hi, uh, Chav. How you doing? Nice to meet you. And I stick out a hand to shake her arm, their arm. It's a, it's, it's a guy. Uh, but uh, they, uh, arm. yeah, they, uh, uh, they, they reach, they reach their hand out and, and uh, shake her hand as well. I kind of look past it. Is it, so he steps in front, out, away from my mom. Uh, yeah, they they were just talking to uh, your mother, so they they were standing in front, and you guys are walking up kind of from the side. So essentially, mm -hmm. he didn't walk between you and your mother. He just kind of walked towards you, and uh, just seemed I, like you know he'd been talking to her. Okay, um, I just kind of want to glance over. I don't I don't know if it would be like looking around him, or just yeah, looking just, over yeah. at my mom, and just to kind of get an idea of like what her body language or facial expression is like as to how she's feeling. So she seems concerned for sure, especially because now it seems like Chav is wanting to talk to you. Uh, mm -hmm. And it seems like she's confused. She doesn't know, like you're reading in, in her expression is confusion because she doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know why this is happening. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, uh, so I just kind of turn, I turn and I just, Hey, uh, mom. Is uh, what's going on? Uh, honey, do you know anything about this symbol that's on the side of our our house? Uh, nope. I just seen it right now. It's a it's a really weird looking hand. What uh, what do you what do you think it is, there, uh, Chef? That's actually uh, that's actually a good question. So, it seems to me that. These symbols have been popping up all over town. I've actually been sent here by the Empire to do a little bit of investigating and figure out what's going on. Uh, I've I've been told that you seem to be uh, 
the three of you, actually. It's interesting. You're all here together. It's great. Um, and you actually see the, um, he kind of like men mentions or like uh, whistles and uh, to the person who was drawing the hand. And uh, do, you, uh, do you mind taking some notes? Thank you. Um, seems like you all have been actively helping whenever these things have been popping up. Seems like you've just been around a lot. And I would just love to have a conversation with you all about this. Right. Well, you see, uh, I and uh, my friends, Ren Grimm and uh, Ben over here, is uh, we was oh, working yeah. with... You got that? Yeah. Well, I think he did. I did. It's with a K. It's it's with a K. And, he, cra he crosses it out and writes it again. <laughs> oh, take take you, take you, and uh, and me and my friends, we've been helping Luther, and uh, and was that I'm, Luther with an F or? Well, I'm not really sure. I I, I think it's two L's, isn't it? It might be Luther. It might, I might it's be La Luther. It's it's still early. I'm still trying to find my voice. <laughs> I think. You're doing good. Uh, You're and uh I, i'm not really sure why this will be here we was out you know over at uh at the iron the iron woman <laughs> struggling here Cosmo's <laughs> never been here before <laughs> um, he's gonna roll uh he's gonna he's definitely gonna roll an insight on you so i need you to roll i need you to roll deception I, did, I wasn't lying. You were lying. No, you I don't said... Know, you said you don't know why it's up, how it got there. 100%. Yeah. I, I, that is also I not a lie. lie. I don't know how it got up there. Okay. All right. Well, he's going to try asleep. to read it. In... He was asleep. <laughs> that wasn't a lie. All right. He only rolled an eight Good, for he, he only rolled an eight for insight. So I'm going to say that he is going to buy that because... You are oh. you are selling him a crock of shit, but that crock of shit is partially honest. I like I maybe maybe I suspect that it was my blood. I don't denial de denial denial. I, I mean, Rangroom tasted it. Well, Rangroom, okay, did, okay, okay, okay. I don't know if it Only was. I don't know if I did it or if they just used my blood. Um, yes. CC Sweet so. has it. It's it's lie by omission. Uh, sure, exactly okay, is. okay, sure, sure, whatever. I'll go with it. And uh, regardless, apparently, you know, he seems to be interested. It it seems to have worked. Um, You're a charismatic young man. I am. And uh, so okay, so right. <laughs> and so I was just. Okay, right. So the conversation. So I I don't know how that got there. We was over at Luther's and uh, we've been out all day. I mean, yeah, we we like to help uh, Mr. Boulderfist and uh, protect the city of Tin Town. That's my town, and uh, it's me fellas towns. And we use our powers to uh, protect the good people of Tin Town. Um. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you. Your honesty. I uh, I do have um, I do have one more question for you though. And he uh, reaches into his his bag, and uh, or actually kind of like behind his back, and he's got like a pouch. Um, it seems like it's um, like it's a pretty small pouch, but he's able to he reaches into it, um, and he actually pulls out that uh, carapace from the hookor that you left laying on the ground, and uh, he shows it to you and goes. 
Now, do you know anything about this? Did you fact check that? I feel like we picked it up. Did you pick it up? I don't think I you did. did. I did I not. Uh, I don't think we did. I I vaguely remember left. throwing it at one of you, but I don't think we picked it Just up. Just asking. I'll roll with it. But yeah. Uh, if you hey, if you can find me some audio that says you picked it up off the ground, then I'm yeah. No, no, no. I, uh, he does edit the videos. I right. I'm just saying. Did he? I'm just asking. So uh, Glenn, Glenn <laughs> kind of steps in. Glenn goes, uh, "Chav, is it is it Mister Hunter or is that is it all one name? How's how does that work?" Uh, Constable is my title. Uh, Chav Hunter is my name. You can call me Constable Hunter. You can call me. Actually, let's go with that. You can call me Constable Hunter at this time. Uh, Mr. Constable, we don't really understand where you got that hunk of flesh from. We've seen chunks like that. We've we've actually carved a couple out of the beasts. I don't, I'm not sure if you saw what was most recently dug up in right after Wall 2, but uh, there's actually a good amount of uh, creatures coming up with that type of that type of marking. Do you have any idea what might be tied to it? I mean, that just looks like any old bit of flesh with a, a nice little drawing. And as I do that, I cast uh, Minor Illusion on Rangrim's hand and guard, like, cover the icon on his hand. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, roll me a slide of hand. That's fair. Uh, like 25. Okay, cool. Yeah, because it does have, I believe it has some sort of uh, visual hand movements you have to do to actually cast the spell. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Uh, or is it somatic I mean, component? What is somatic? Yeah. Is that somatic it's... is hand gestures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're able to pull that off. And uh, what is, how do you just make it look like? Uh... It just looks like it's a regular hand. Okay. It, like it's actually no. It it looks like a like a Smith glove, like a like okay. a heavy leather like smithing glove. Cool. So it's, yeah, so yeah, Mr. Constable, do you recognize uh, this this logo? We've been trying to track down what keeps bringing its way back up, and now it looks like maybe there's some some local kids who are maybe taking on this persona and starting to graffiti these good people's homes. I mean, what do you, what do you have in mind? Well, I have my suspicions, but for the time being, I don't know. I just recently got into town. haven't been here more than six hours at this point, but don't you worry. I'm going to be setting up shop here and uh, I'll be around. So I am always here. If you have, if you happen to remember anything else, or if you want to pass any other ideas by me, I always happy to chat. You can, find me, Where you you can find me over at the Imperial barracks for the time being. I, if it turns into a more extended stay, I might end up renting, uh, trying to rent a home here of some sort. Can I uh, provide some, let's call it some two cents, maybe a little bit of recommendation. Uh, the people here and most people everywhere don't necessarily trust the Imperial Guard too much. Uh, if you want to kind of be an open door policy, you might want to find yourself in a a more frequented location. Uh, I'd recommend the Matic. It's where we like to hang out and grab drinks every once in a while. Tom, real big motherfucker, but very friendly. Makes one hell of a flaming lips. Uh, I think he also makes some weird dwarven gruel. The it's, boys will be able to tell you about that one. It's a great dwarven gruel. So if we, uh, 
we'd love to catch you around there and, and maybe get you a drink. But I mean, right now it just looks like you guys might be uh, spending a little too much time bothering uh, Cosmo's mother. We just like to get her inside and maybe you know get oh, some. I, it's been a long day. I had no intention of. I I, I apologize. Uh, I apologize, Miss Stoneheart. If you you are more than free to go, I hope that I didn't inconvenience you in any way. I appreciate the recommendation. I always enjoy getting to know the local establishments that and local towns that I find myself in. So I do a lot of traveling and uh, well, I uh, understand. seems like you all have other things to do. So I'm sure I'll be seeing you around. Very Ooh. nice meeting you, Mr. Constable. Yes, sir. Let's stick out a hand to like shake his hand again. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. Uh, yeah, so uh, he kind of um, kind of packs up, and uh, the the retinue of soldiers uh, go along go along with them, kind of like a loose formation, kind of around the back of them. But uh, yeah, they just kind of seem to head up. And uh, as you can see him talking, and then one of them kind of points, and they uh, seems like they're pointing up towards the mattock, showing him where it's at. And uh, he actually kind of heads off that way. Do I? I guess this might have been more of an inside check at the time, but like, did that seem? Did he seem genuine and like? more curiosity or did he seem like he was accusing us uh roll an insight it's totally fine do don't it. think i'm good at this do it i do not nope uh that is a five uh yeah i mean i, I don't know I, I can't really give you anything for a five i think that Fair. uh I, you, I, he said I mean, some words to me he seems he he seemed uh he seemed curious uh, but I, you, you can't tell whether there's anything other than that. Gotcha. Damn it! I should have done it. Well then. Uh, I mean, you're you're all three individual people. You can roll separately if you'd like to. Well, Rangrim would have paid more attention to the inside check, but he's very confused of the glove on his hand right now. <laughs> 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 and like how it got there so this whole conversation's happening and he's kind of like well come on <laughs> like he can't he can't as as like i don't glenn doesn't even look he just hears the whooshing of a hand and he just kind of snaps and it's gone Once uh, how do they do that sure i'll i'll roll an insight check for for this guy okay um do i have any pluses for insight see oh i do i does it's an 18. i think rangram has the best insight it's, of all of you. it's an oh, eight sure. it's an 18. okay uh they seemed they seemed suspicious of you all um it seems like along with your kind of newfound uh kind of pseudo fame uh in town uh word of you all being around whenever shit goes down has gotten to them and they are suspicious of that, but they also just seem genuinely curious about this. It seems like they don't seem malicious uh, in any way, shape or form. Their courtesy seem genuine. Right. Cool. I uh, look over to, what is Cosmo's mom's name? I feel like I should know that living her, in her, her home. Her name is Amy. Amy. That's right. Uh, Amy, uh, why don't we get you inside? I'll, I'll see if I can't start cleaning up this wall. Those, those damn kids down the street, man. They must have been, uh, graffitiing again. And I kind of, like, nut, like, look at Cosmo and kind of give him the head, not, like, go ahead and take her inside. I'll start cleaning this up. 
Yes, yes, let's go, Mom. I'm I'm really ready for some lunch. Is everything okay? I I don't want you getting into trouble. No, no, Mom. We're not gonna get into any trouble. He's just trying to keep uh, Tin Town safe. And uh, as I'm like watching the wall, I'm like, I mean, we did just kill a giant beast. <laughs> well, we don't know where this thing came from, and uh, we're just gonna try and figure it out. And I'll be safe, Mom. It's okay. Okay. Such a good boy. And she like pats your face. Oh, <laughs> thanks, mom. Oh, um, right. Nope. It? Nothing. I yes. would not leave the, I would not leave the wall until it's cleaned. Okay. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll say that like, you probably need something to like bucket soap, something of some sort. So I'm sure that uh, Cosmo has some inside. And together, you're able to like, you're able to get it cleaned. It's, I mean, it's dry blood, but it's on stone, so it, it comes off, and it's it, yeah, yeah. Within a pretty short period of time, you're able to clean the wall. Okay, and then uh, with Rangrim, um, kind of off to the the side, I guess. I was he was watching me clean because he just recognized his hand is no longer wearing a glove. I looked to him, and say, uh, "Hey, uh, Rangrim, you feel like?" maybe making a stop over at Madge's with me. I need to go pick up some equipment and I don't want to, don't want to go in there alone. Last time we talked, she was a little bit upset about my, you know, compulsult. So uh, I know she's hilarious. Uh, it's one way to say terrifying. Yeah, it is. All right. <laughs> and I don't know if we need to necessarily RP all this, but I go to Madge's to pick up all the armor and weapons that I asked her to clean up for me. Um, yeah, so you go over there, and um, it seems like Madge brought that keg back to the house after a while, after you guys didn't uh, come back. and Because um, you guys slept actually at Cosmos, I believe. So you guys, Rangram never even went home. But it seems like uh, she brought that keg back to the house and that little mini keg that you left her and uh kind of like worked through the night just or, or worked through the early morning since she'd been woken up and she's actually like passed out i think probably in in one of the back rooms um but you can hear like pretty loud rolling snores coming from from in there and uh but all of the weapons and armor which was not actually a ton i don't believe i think it was like two full sets of soldier armor and in weaponry and like maybe like enough weapons for like four people but i think the armor together was only enough for like two to fully armor out two people yeah he, it was sorry it was it was three sets of armor okay four spears and three swords so like three three full suits and then four spears awesome, awesome. yeah uh so you're able it's all it's all neatly kind of in a laid out on a kind of like a, a canvas cloth that is uh, just kind of sitting there over by the forge, neatly laid out, all cleaned and sharpened. Did I give her gold before this? I can't remember if I gave her gold at the the bar. Yeah, she did. Give her you gave her fifteen gold. You originally gave give her twelve gold, and then you insulted and, her, and yeah, then she, she didn't like that. She <laughs> tried yeah. to kill me. So <laughs> yeah, so then you gave him uh, you gave him fifteen gold. Looked at Rangram and go, uh, "Wow, Rangram, you're a you're." The, the the owner of this location she really knows what she's doing have you been learning from her is this uh you teaching her is she teaching you how's this relationship working out imagine it's awesome 
one of the best smiths I've ever worked with. But um, we should have this conversation further, further outside. Best not to wake her when she's she's been drinking. You think I'm grouchy? Shit. Uh, that is, uh, yeah. Say less, and I take a <laughs> take a tarp and as quietly as possible, kind of like fold all the gear up into it, but bundle it as like as tight as possible to make it look not like a bunch of spears in armor. Like I try to like yeah, you're able to roll, as, like, you're able to roll it up into like a, like a an, tent. In, yeah, yeah, you're able to roll it up into kind of like a, a square parcel of all this <laughs> stuff. I put another five gold on the counter. I throw it over my shoulders. Uh, Rangram, thank you for the the escort. I think we uh, need to go check in with our buddy Cosmo. Make sure Amy's not too too broken up about what just happened. Great. And uh, Rangram would take the like the small little satchel of his like personal belongings that he let he normally leaves at the forge and takes it with him. Just like a small little thing that he just puts on his belt. As we're walking over, uh, Quinn looks. Ring and says, uh, "Hey, I really appreciate the work you did on my my weapon here. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the other blade. It's it's looking a little bare. Think you find some time, uh, might be able to get some work done on it. Of course, that's what I do. That's what I like to do. Um, besides from drinking and sleeping, and um, yeah, I'll do it." Yeah, man of many talents have always said that, Rangrim. At some point. We'll 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 find some time. Eventually. <laughs> I'll hold you to it. And open Cosmo's door. Or the door to Cosmo's home. Cosmo, we're back. Oh, that's perfect timing. Mom's just made lunch if you're hungry. It's Do I wanna ask what it is? It's delicious dwarven food. You I will see you guys at the Matic. Well, if if Rangrim, if you're not gonna have any, I'll just finish me plate and I'll, we'll just carry on. Mm-mm. Dwarven food up here is a lot better than the dwarven food was down there. Right, then come on I'm in. I'm sure this one doesn't glow in the dark, does it? No, never. Mm-mm. Right. Oh, I'm picturing like uh like the mushrooms, like the glowing mushrooms. Oh like my gosh, that's like- what. It- yeah, like a glowing, like an luminescent mushroom risotto or something. Just like floating. <laughs> like a portobello burger that just glows in the dark. That sounds great, actually. Although, the aftermath, aftermath of that in the bathroom, probably not the best, to be quite honest. <laughs> It'd be like a, never mind. Eating uh, a glow stick. Knowing how long eating normally takes, I, I would I have time to make it down to the mines i don't know how long that like travel time takes well well, hold on we was gonna come with you mate if you're trying to sneak down there and you want to do it i i story-wise i can i have something i want to do anyway so we can do a kind of picture in picture thing with with two different groups unless uh cosmo and ranger really do want to go and it's gonna be a short thing but i I do have something i can i do want to do with them as well so I can wait. I can wait. Okay. So are you going to the Matic then? Are you hanging out at the house? Uh, I'll, I'll just sit like out by the front door. Like I'll, I'll sit like, I'll basically lean up against like the outside of the house, but like just outside the front door. Okay. Uh, I imagine dwarven food makes my stomach turn. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the smell of like the lizard stew is just getting to you. Um, 
So you're sitting out there and you see uh, coming up the stairs towards you, uh, you see Bron Grand Boulderfist uh, with two other, uh, with, with a dwarf and a human uh, that are flanking him. Uh, two of the the Brongren uh, Boulder or the the Boulder Fist militia with them. Uh, the two that are flanking him are they? Are they dwarves? Are they humans? What are they? What are they? Look one like? one's dwarven and the other one is human. Okay. Um, as Brongren gets close, um, I actually he's never met me, so I did. I, I grim was that. Hello, how you doing? I, it's a, it's a fine enough day. Uh, are the uh, Stonehearts in there? Uh, can I ask? Who's asking? I don't, I don't think we've met. He uh, reaches out his left hand to you because he doesn't have a right hand and, uh, or right arm in general. It's completely cut off at the shoulder. Um, and uh, Brun Green Boulderfist. It's a, it's a, well, I don't know if it's a pleasure yet. I don't know you well, but... Uh, it's nice to meet you. Reach out my hand and say, ah, nice to meet you. I'm Barith. Barith, is that, uh, is that a family name? I don't know many elves with uh, names that don't have 14 syllables in them. Ah, that's crazy offensive. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, and Glenn just kind of like leans back. Uh, I believe Cosmo's in there, but he's, you know, taking care of his his mother right now. Maybe I can go grab him for you. He's kind of hired me to keep an eye out, take care of uh, the local situation here. You, you mind waiting here for a minute? Hey, it's no problem. I uh, I don't like how we uh, we had a little bit of a misunderstanding before, and I've kind of wanted to have a little bit of a wee conversation with him. Uh, man, uh, just based off the conversation we have, I do not know how there could be a misunderstanding. Give me just one minute. And I like turn, open the door, and I go inside and I like lean, like close the door and lean up against it. I say, "Quiet!" I'm like, "Hey, Cosmo, I'm pretty sure that dude that you got in a fight with earlier wants to talk to you, and he brought friends." Right. Oh, that sounds like time. Uh, I reckon, uh, Rangrim, maybe you should stay here this time. Here, here. Yep. Just finish your food. I'll be, I'll be right back. I'll just if if I holler, you can all come run in. Okay. All right. I'll have another plate as the door closes. You, you hear Rangrim's like your beard is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does condition. Uh, Wait, uh, Cosmo, you want me to step out with you, or you got this one? Uh, well, you. I think I would appreciate some. Uh, some support, and uh, did he did he like you? Did, uh, did he yet to be determined? But just real quick, my name's Barith, and I open the door and walk out. Right, that's Barith. Let's go. Uh, yes, Mister Boulderfist. How how are you? I uh, well, uh, to be honest, I I wanted to come. I wasn't really happy with how we uh, we left things in there, and I've been doing some thinking, and I'd uh, I'd like to essentially see if maybe there is an agreement we could come to. Uh, I don't know if he uh, I don't know if he knew it, boy, but I knew your father uh, not quite well, but well enough 
and your father gave his life or lost his life down in me mines and you know as far as i'm concerned uh that does i owe a debt to ye stone arts and i you know i i can fly into a rage pretty quickly and but at the end of the day you know a debt is a debt and i think we might be able to find a way to figure out this wee situation we find ourselves in I I uh, appreciate you the humbleness that it would take to come to my doorstep to say that a man like you could have just summoned me, and uh, so I appreciate that. Uh, I reckon would you? I reckon uh, there must be an agreement, and I I would love to to speak with you on that. I. Uh... I need to I need to speak with the other heads of the mine. Um, you know, they they work for me, of course, but different team leads and whatnot. I have uh, advisors and and such that I must uh, speak with on on in this matter, of of course. But okay, I think I think that maybe as a one time thing, uh, allowing them to pass and then you know just coming up with a a system that might allow it in the future. But um. I just wanted to let you know, and I, I just, I, I didn't sit well with me to go to sleep tonight after the conversation we just had. So, uh, what I'd like and what I propose is, you give me the day to, it's uh, what, two o'clock right now. Aye. Give me the rest of the day. Uh, if you would come down, come back to me, uh, come back to me uh, office around sundown, and I'll have, uh, I'll have an answer for you, something we can work together on. I that would uh, be a fine uh, conversation. I will does give you to the seem, end of the day. Does this seem legitimate, or does it seem like we're gonna walk into a big juicy trap? Insight. Just tell me. Oh, that's better. Uh, a dirty twenty. It seems like many dwarves. Honor is very important to this person, and though in the moment they didn't, uh, when you know they flew off the handle, uh, when uh, when Cosmo was a and Rangram were essentially intimidating this dude in his office, uh, it that went about as bad as it possibly could have gone. And having some time now to kind of cool down, it seems like uh, they do legitimately feel like they owe a debt to the Stonehearts, and uh, they didn't feel good about you know, how that was. And so though it is not in their nature there, you know, to like to do this. And if, uh, if they feel like this is some like a debt owed and the debt paid kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay, cool. It's a trap. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. I don't believe him for a second. But uh, I'll allow it. Sounds legit. Okay. Uh, Everybody just told the guy with the highest insight check to stay inside. So I love that so much. It's so funny. Well, you know, when (laughs) uh, he was pretty much actually getting more pissed off that you were there, kind of went with that. Fair. I didn't even have to roll my insight. I'm just eating lizard stew and brand new mom's beard that's nice that a euphemism 
<laughs> you best not be braiding my mom's beard. <laughs> I'll have your head. Oh no, we killed, we killed Dan. <laughs> oh. oh no, breathe. At least he hit the mute button. I have to. <laughs> Got oh. oh, that's great. Um, um, yeah. As as Braun Grimm starts to walk away. Um, I kind of like turn and hold the door open for Cosmo to go back into the house. I look at Cosmo I'm like, uh, it seems a little more, a little more kind and genuine than the way you guys described him earlier. Right. So we don't need to kill him. Well, I still don't know if I believe him, but my father and him did work in the mines together, and uh, I hope that he will stick to his word. Nevertheless, if he doesn't. I'll know what to do. I'll be honest, in my long time on this earth, I don't think I've necessarily met a, a dwarf that's gone back on his word. So, as far as I'm concerned, he seemed like he was pretty genuine. Let's uh, let's maybe take it at face value. I I have someone that I need to actually meet with as well and discuss basically what you were just discussing with Brongrim. Maybe uh, we as a group head back down to the mines and. You remember Joro? He's he's expecting us. Uh, I think yeah. a little, someone with your your candor and honesty might go a little bit farther than someone who's a little more creative with the truth than than myself. Uh, I reckon I I will follow along, and uh, I love me a Joro. He's a good man. I think. Uh, yeah, I still have not figured it out, but he pays well, so that's all that matters. That's that's right. Money talks. True. Rangram, you uh done stuff in your face? Oh my god, what are you doing to Cosmos? Oh, it's braiding her beard. <laughs> Angles are important, man. Rangram, you best not be up to any funny business. Right, he's just like, oh, nope, I'm still just eating soup. Uh, I should be going now, and he just gonna just gonna leave. Right. <laughs> Well, meanwhile, Amy Stonehearts' uh, beard is perfectly beautifully braided. Yeah. Hey, your beard looks nice, Mom. I'll 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 be back just in time for dinner. Does Does Rangrim have a skill set? I'm asking Dan, not DM. Does he have a skill set of braiding female dwarven beards because of his daughter? Ooh. Um, I, I would, his daughter, I wouldn't say would have been, I don't know if we even touched on this. If I think we've just been saying that dwarf women have beards, or not, but I don't his know. daughter would not have been old enough to grow a beard. Okay. Wait, I'm just okay. throwing that out there. Totally out of game. I'm just curious. Timeline wise is actually a good question. Rangram. How long has it been since uh, you left the underdark? Uh, like he, he left during the sundering which was 50 years ago mm -hmm. 50 years ago yeah mm -hmm. 50 years ago and at, at that time his daughter was only like 30 years old which is mega young for a dwarf so for she sure. was like barely a teenager okay sure. i was just curious but he did uh, braid her hair as, okay as the as finer nice. points of cosmetology are known to this great dwarf Co cosmetology that's right. That was, that was hey, for you, John. That, that was for you, good. John. I like it a lot. Thank you. That might be I will take, the inspiration. Take yeah, take inspiration <laughs> for that. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, so as Rangram starts to turn out, I like very obviously I'm struggling with the amount of gear I'm carrying. I throw over my shoulder, I'm like, all right, boys, let's uh, make this trip quick. I just like start uncomfortably do, carrying this. Do you need lines. a do you need a broader soldier to carry that? Do you, yeah, do you, you have no one? No, my shoulder. Me shoulder. Oh, broader shoulder. I thought you said soldier. Yeah, I'll I'll well, take some help. Well, you want to get the, the bottom of it? Yeah, I'll carry that. It's just give it right on there. I just like fling it. It's like ah, I don't want this. <laughs> it's yeah, probably so not the... even that heavy. <laughs> I just have a strength of zero. So it's just it just sits right on there, and he could like just yeah. well, that's it, elf. And you were struggling that hard. That's eh, not important. Let's 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 walking. let's go. Let's lead the way. Um, yeah, what's the plan for getting down? I think that Rangrim and uh, Cosmo have the ability to free pass down there. I think that Glenn probably doesn't have the ability to just like pass through whenever he wants because he's not affiliated with the mine anyway. Um, but so do you have a plan? Um, yeah, I mean, more or less as we're approaching the second gate. Yeah. Which is the first one before the broken the second one. is the myth is the center gate essentially um yeah. i looked at cosmo and said uh you know joro you know where to find him uh take this to him tell him it's from me i'm gonna keep a lookout from here make sure we don't have any prying eyes uh i can't go too much further but you drop this off for me and just tell him uh tell him what brongrim told you tell him we'll, we'll have an answer by sundown I will. I will carry. And, uh, right. And if you decide to do your rogue thing on the way down, I'll see you on the other side then. That's a good point. And as we get close to the second, the second gate, I would just kind of like sit up against the wall and I'd like bamf into Poe and send Poe over the cool. gate, like overseeing him. Cool. So uh, Rangram and Cosmo are going are are going past the second gate. And so, as you hold on, hold on, hold on. Before so. as we get to the uh, okay, so as we get to the gate, there are guards just at the gate. They're on top no. of the gate. They're up on top of the wall. Yeah, there are people milling about between. Essentially, okay. So gate uh, gate three, which is the first gate you guys come to, is literally the doorway you guys go through into like to get into the mine it's the oh. like it's the main main gateway into the town um and then the second gate is is essentially like a like a parapet of like a castle essentially with a, with a gate and there's there's a walkway up on top of it um and so that's where you are now and there are people milling about uh you know people passing through the the gate from time to time uh where it'll open it'll lift up just enough to you know for someone to go underneath or a mine cart to go through and uh, i mean it, it does open and close on with a regular with regularity it's just that like you know there, there's there's coming and going uh, okay and so who's the gate operator on top uh yeah so essentially they're looking down on you as you uh as you as you come in oi Cosmo, you Hi. going through? Hi, I'm going through. I have some deliveries for the mine. Uh, yeah, I hadn't hadn't seen you working in a while, so uh, just uh, are you are you just on monster killing business now? Are you still working for uh old old Brongren? Uh, I'll do it for Brongren when it's when it's when I have the time. It's mining is in me blood. It's fun. 
But, uh, Got sometimes protecting their mind comes first. Gotcha, you know, I mean, hey, you can't, you know, you don't have to tell me that. I work in security detail for years now, so... Any, uh, anyway, I don't want to take up any more time. Uh, feel free to go on through. And he, he, you, you hear like the, this clink, 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 clink as the uh, it opens up. Just essentially enough for you guys to go through. And uh, yeah. All right. Then uh, I think we'll pass through. Uh, Rangrim, come on, friend. What do you, uh, what do you got there, by the way? What are you, uh, what are you bringing in? You, uh, you doing, uh, you doing some heavy duty mining? Uh, seems like a lot of pickaxes. I don't know. I just, I was passed off from me mom, and uh, on me way down, it was just a parcel for the miners. Maybe it's probably lunch and tools and. Oh, mom oh, that's that's really thoughtful. Okay, yeah, go go on through. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, he rolled, rolled a shit ass insight check, so it's fine. He rolled a two. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, they were not. Uh, they were not. Really they were no. Mm -mm, no. No. They were not. They were not slidey. But as, pretty much uh, as soon as you go through, the gate starts lowering, and it doesn't slam behind you, but it slowly closes, and it is. Uh, it is shut. Um. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, Glenn. Uh, you, so you're standing by that door that you've snuck through before to get farther into the mine past, uh, and the door actually, uh, the door actually opens and you see a kind of a, and a shorter, a shorter human, uh, female figure that walks out is wearing, uh, just like normal Boulder Fist, uh, mining company garb. And she kind of just looks over at you and kind of smirks and then just keeps walking uh, farther into uh, essentially towards the third gate uh, into the town. She's a, a elf, dwarf, can I recognize? It's just a say? human, uh, kind of like a, a stouter human female. And she just smirked at me and kept walking. Yeah. I don't do anything, but I send Poe after and tell her to keep an eye on her. Okay, cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, so uh, Rangrim and and Cosmo, uh, you, what are you doing right now? I guess I'm looking for Doro. I don't. I don't even. Yeah. Uh, so there, there, you can see that uh, Joro is uh, essentially like sleeves rolled up. Like, I mean, completely. Uh, you know, just. They're in the process, uh, all kind of working together to try to rebuild and try to pick up the pieces of what happened after the first gate got essentially destroyed. Um, they're not able to like pick up the uh, the actual like big giant pieces of stone. Um, it seems like it's been whether by them or by the Boulderfist Mining Company. It seems like the path has been cleared and the rail line has been repaired in in between uh so that the carts can pass through but the actual like picking up and you know fixing of these uh housing this how these housing uh you know for the the refugee encampment uh has not i mean they're they're doing it themselves and so they're kind of like you can see joro like just completely covered in sweat like arms like sleeves rolled up just like completely working on trying to help repair some of these homes Cool, cool, cool. Um, so I guess I would just—I don't know. If, how far am I? 
I mean, you could you can get to them quickly. It's yeah, not a that's, big that's fine. I'm not. I don't want to shout across the the way, but I don't want to like. I just kind of want to get it with like a reasonable, uh, voice range of just. Oi, Joro. It's it's me, Cosmo. Uh, Glenn sent me down. I've got a parcel <sighs> for you. Oh man. Uh, well, that's 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 great. Here, um, if that's what I think it is. We should probably go into the tent hold on one second um i, I reckon we you, should peter do you mind uh yeah just just hold that up just if you can yeah help her i'll be right back i promise and so he uh he leads you over to his kind of like it's a it's a tent that's large enough to stand in I think like i always think i always use the example of like a commander whenever you see like a uh, an army that's attacking or whatever it's like the the commander's tent's a little bit bigger it's like enough for uh, to stand around stand up and walk around and whatnot it's, mm. Okay. So we duck down inside into the tent. Okay. Yep, and there's just a, there's a there's a big table uh in the center and then you know you can see that there's a, a bed against the back corner and maybe some shelves, some kind of makeshift stuff, but it, most of it is like completely ramshackle made from scrap pieces of metal and wood and uh, other kind of found objects that they're able to drag out of the mines up here. Oh, uh, so Dora, where would you like me to put the parcel? Oh, just right here on the table. To be honest, I I don't have much uh, strength left in me right now. So if you could just do it, that'd be great. Right. Yep. There we go. And he just he puts it down. Uh, Glenn would have uh, been here, but I don't I don't think he could make it past the second gate. But uh, sent me down to deliver. There's only a few sets, but uh, it's a start. And uh, no, this is great. I please pass on my gratitude and. Uh, you you're welcome to if you don't if it's okay with you i uh, i'd rather give him his coin in person if right. uh, that's yep. all right i respect it, it no let him know that he's he's welcome to come down anytime and and collect right i reckon uh i tried to sneak him through but uh the guards is very intrigued right now i think uh the three of us have uh drawn a bit of attention onto ourselves and uh trying to keep a low key there's some new guy here now that's uh investigating yeah i don't his name is like chav hunter or something chav hunter 86 something like that constable uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a constable he's the empire sent him and uh he's here investigating uh the hand and uh that symbol that has been appearing on the monsters that are coming out of the underdark right right and uh i guess it's making it quite a bit of noise the empire and uh they sent him down to uh start investigating and he's just he was definitely suspicious of me and rangrim and uh definitely glenn so yeah he kind of sits down on the on the bed that's kind of against in the corner he's like well that's it's pretty interesting i i i don't know what to make of it i we you know, it doesn't seem like doesn't seem like it's gonna do anything but good if unless this starts pointing in the wrong direction and uh, I mean I can only see good coming from having someone else looking into these attacks right well, I, I just uh, as long as they is not trying to support the attacks uh, from whatever we don't know who this uh, thing is that is sending all these monsters into this section. But, uh, 
we're gonna get to the bottom of it. We just have to ensure that we can trust the people uh, before we really truly uh, invite them in into our space. Hey, I can I can understand that quite a lot. Yep. So now down to kind of business. Right. This is great. I appreciate the the weaponry that you've been able to provide. This will of course help. Uh, but are you arming us to try to get through the gate or are you arming us to find another way out? What is the goal? What is your goal? What is we, I need to be able to give my people some hope right Right now. It's hard to come by. So I, I, I want to be able to tell them something, have a plan for them. I need to appear strong. Right. Well, Shortly after we left here, uh, we I went straight into uh, Mr. Borderface's office, uh, demanding that you guys be given uh, transport through the gates. He starts he starts laughing, and he just kind of like a and it turns into kind of a hacking cough, and then he's like wipes his mouth and he goes, oh, I'll bet that uh, I'll bet that went just wonderful." Well, he didn't take to me friend Rangrim here first, but... Oh, uh, I can imagine. I've heard stories of what, uh, you know, the bias that he seems to to have. But uh, I reckon when I, when I threatened uh, conflict, he, I gave him some time, and uh, he came back to me shortly after, and really? uh, he's going to be going back to his... Uh, I don't know, whatever it is. This is a council of miners. And uh, he owes a debt to me, family. And uh, if, that, if that debt must be paid in making way for, your, for you guys to find safety at the surface, then uh, he's supposed to return to me by sundown tonight. And uh, we'll know what our next step is. Wait. Are you telling me that they're going to allow us to go through? Uh, that's what is my that's what I'm fighting for. Let me understand. So he actually told you, Brongrin told you that he's gonna be allowing us to pass to the surface unmolested. That is what Omiana, that is what I am fighting for. Anything short of that. You see just like the most relief uh come over uh Joro that like He's he's kind of someone that's always, you know, trying to present like this level of strength and kind of cool and collect like the just like you see just the his stature just like completely relax uh as you say this and he just he just kind of like chuckling to himself uh it just like in in disbelief but at the same time just like utter happiness of this whole thing. I <laughs> I apologize. We've been down here so long, and I never in my life expected to hear that. That is the best news I can possibly imagine. I didn't want to have to the if every single if every single member of this group can get to the surface without having to fight their way, we would have had heavy casualties. This is the best option. I I can't I I can't believe it. I, I, you need to understand, I, I won't fully believe it until it's done, but right. the fact that you were able to pass down here and get these to us without a 
problem. You seem to have some sort of, the two of you seem to be pulling some sort of weight in this town. And I believe that if there's anyone that could, you know, solve this uh, right now, I, of course, Glenn, I, I apologize. I, I, for, I forgot about him for a second. He's not here. He's not right in front of me, but it's been a long day. Right. But yep. I, I do, I appreciate this more than you can, uh, more than you can know and more than I can ever say. I'm probably going to hold off on telling everyone uh, just because in the option that there could be bad news. Right. But please, please it, let us know as soon as possible because this is going to make, this is going to change lives. Right. Yep. Whatever you find is safe to bring the right amount of hope, but, uh, but not without the great loss of, uh, if, whatever comes of this we will re i will return or glenn or someone will come down with message of word and uh i do not seek to be there to be one casualty of uh bringing you guys out onto the surface for safety and uh i will see to it personally well you you've had my respect all three of you um now you have my trust we appreciate that, and uh, we want your kind to be up on top, where they deserve, safe. And uh, I will return with word as soon as possible. I think safety is something that we all deserve. Agreed. Safety. Um, awesome. So are you you all just kind of heading back through? How that was going on, did Poe see the short little lady go anywhere? Of interest. Do me a within a hundred feet. Uh, do me well. Okay, so do me a perception check. So it's a hundred feet of me. Poe and I can communicate telepathically. Oh, they would have moved. They would have moved out of range as soon as they went through out of the mine. Then you would have watched her go out of the mine. That was a big old one. Okay, uh, I will say that uh, Poe is. I mean, you you trust Poe, everything like that, uh, but as soon essentially as soon as they pass through the mine uh poe completely lost sight of them and, okay uh, i would they have they don't see them glenn glenn would have made a, a mental note of like her features and what she looked like and would have stayed waiting at the second gate for cosmo and rangram awesome um, speaking notes 36 24 36 <laughs> nice <laughs> nice um yeah i guess we can wait for baba to get back but um and cosmo died <laughs> and cosmo dies that's <laughs> it and uh wrap it up and man well i guess we all just side with bongram and just <laughs> you're so close to calling him bongren and i love it <laughs> oh what were the names that i had written down I had uh, I had bronchitis and bong rips. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, do you? Um, I know Bobby's not here, but I, I'm still going to ask. Uh, do you both have any plan for what you want to do uh, following this? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I, I kind of need. <laughs> need Cosmo, but I would okay. I, I would ask Rangrim as well if they would have recognized the girl that I described, which would be the short stout girl who gave me a smirk and 
looking to die. I I doubt Rangram would be aware of who this woman would this woman was. I mean, perhaps I saw her in town at some point, unless she's like a new arrival. But I don't think Rangram's not one to keep tabs on the comings and goings of normal townsfolk. So unless she was like somebody established in town, I don't think she would. He would have been aware of who she was. Sorry, what did I miss? Uh, as you came back, would I would have Quinn described the? Yeah, <laughs> I I stole your things. Um, as you guys kind of came back to that second gate, I would have asked you if you recognized the description of the the short, stout girl who maybe walked by and might have smirked my way. If she recognized her as a imperial guard or who she may have been. Oh, um. I don't even know what I would roll for that. History. history. Uh, general, just history. Yeah, it's just, I, I think that's what I would use for memory. Okay. Uh, be a 14. Um, from the description you got, it's kind of hard. You didn't see her. And so, like, you know that there are uh, a multitude of women that work, uh, that, that work, you know, as in different roles within uh, the Boulder Fist Mining Company. And it, it could have been uh, a... a any number of, of women that you've seen while you've been working there. Well, this, uh, maybe she was smirking at you because she thought you was cute, Glenn. But, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I get that a lot, but in my my time on this planet, it looked uh, a little bit different. Um, right. Well, hey, maybe you did, might be onto something. Did you, uh, did you notice anything peculiar, markings, or anything unique? Uh, I mean... I would say she's short, but given present company, I might be offending three people at the same time. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, she was more stout. She might have had a more more solid solid base, maybe able to you know charge through a line, if you will. Right. I I don't. I, I don't follow in the slightest. Was she tall? Was she short? Was she a dwarf? I'm so confused. I'm thirsty. Does anybody want to go grab a drink? Ah! Are we about to tell you thirsty? Man? Uh, yeah, right, right. A mage hand pull a joint out of his out of his beard and flick it. Uh, wait, that's mine. And he just, I would run to pick up my split. <laughs> <laughs> um, did Poe lose her? I know I stepped away. You rolled yeah, a nat yeah. one. Oh, Poe. But Poe po ran into like the top of the mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Poe. Something ha- Something bad happened to Poe. Uh, and it, it essentially, uh, as soon as they went past for, through the first gate, maybe Poe actually didn't even make it through. Maybe it shut before Poe actually got through. Uh, but as soon as they passed through that first gate, uh, lost com- them completely. How's uh how's Joro doing? See, you seem a little more worse for wear. Or is he is he doing all right? He's doing great. Uh, I gave him the news, uh, and he was, I think he was beyond relieved to hear that uh, we're getting such good traction to for Brown Green. And uh, how much uh how much gold did he end up giving you for that that score? Well, he he reckoned that he should probably give it to you in person. But uh, I don't. Oh, he did. 
Yeah, we agreed. I didn't want to contest it. I've got plenty of gold. I don't want to think of anything funny. Glenn just starts cracking up and like like a full blown belly laugh. He's like, "Oh my god, Joro got you guys so very good. It's always it's always gold at time of transfer. There is no I'll pay you later. It is right up front. It's okay. We'll we'll get there together. You're well. well I, we'll I don't know why it's funny. We gave him your stuff. Uh, that's a, that's a fair counter argument. But, uh, <laughs> maybe on the maybe on the next time through we'll uh we'll go ahead and do that one together. Yeah, I'm just glad so, I couldn't. I didn't tell him I could make more stuff. Yeah, that's a good right. point. Why have we not been using that? That's a very good question. That's Why something have we not that, been doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good question. I actually was super curious. I was like. Why aren't they making weapons? But hey, I wasn't gonna bring it up. Huh? Yeah. Um, are you guys huh. heading to the tavern to the manic, or where are you going? Um. What do we I want? need a drink. Uh, Rangram, you need to maybe check it. What time is it? See if our hangover is good. Um, I'll say it's probably about uh, three o'clock at this point, and it's it's been probably an hour since you talked to Rangram. Sundown okay. is what time? Right. Uh, six, seven, something like that. I'll let you know. Time to kill. Yeah, so uh, Cosmo, I think you might have phased out there for a little bit, but Rangrim and I were just talking, and I... Uh, right. I, I just want you guys to know that all my time on this 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 planet, I've I've done a lot of exploring, and I just need you to know that what they've been telling you is all a lie. It is flat. There are ice walls <laughs> on the borders, <laughs> and uh, there is something oh, no. called the deep state. Well, just well, look I'm, it just, up. I'm just, just going to stop you right there, Glenn. I just, I have dug, I bet you Rangrim have dug real deep in these mines. And uh, if there was a bottom, we would have found it. That's what they want you to think, brother. That is what they want you to think. Oh no! This is the this is the actual the big bad is actually the flat earthers. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Kings of flat earthers. That's what this whole campaign's about. Oh shit! Um, um, awesome. So you guys are okay. <laughs> Aside from flat Earth stuff, are you, you're you've you've made your way to the Matic. Yes. Um, before we hit the Matic, Glenn is hungry. Is there a hot dog cart? And can I talk to the hot god hot dog cart person? <laughs> oh, for um, fucking sure! I've been waiting for this. Perfect. But, I approach the hot dog cart because I did not have dwarven gruel. So yeah, so around uh, it's it's essentially around where the front of the mine is. It seems like they roll it out there during the day to kind of um, try to you know entice the the workers and whatnot heading home. And uh, so as you're passing by, uh, hey, well, what can I get for you? I mean, not for nothing, but uh, I, you know, I have the best hot dogs in the land. Uh, hey there, uh, we've we've met a couple times. I've seen you outside the bars with the kind of had like the bacon wrapped and the the, the onions. I can smell it from about a mile away. What was your name again? I never I never caught. I'm usually stumbling a little bit. Uh, my name's Das. Uh, Das, very nice to meet you. Uh, I love this establishment. I've been trying to tell my my friends here about it. It's quite underrated because. You know, a lot of people think that home cooking's the way to go, but what you have here is 
an anomaly in itself. Can I get three of your finest hot dogs? Oh, yeah. I mean, most of the people that, you know, like I said, most of the people don't know that the only way to do it is 100% under dark rat meat. That is, uh, that is the stuff. That is the prime cuts. Everyone else goes to like, you know, cows and whatever else. And it's like, you know what? You just don't get the real underdark flavor if uh, you're just not getting the real, the real stuff. You gotta, you know, you gotta get the authentic, authentic, real meat. Joss, I'm gonna be 100% honest with you. I'm gonna try to drink so much later that I forget everything you just told me. He but... just starts, he just starts <laughs> laughing, and he's like, he's, uh... "Oh my god, you fight." It's, it's, it's too easy, too easy. Just I, I didn't even have to roll a deception check on that one. Come on. Uh, so uh, yeah, here, here we go. Yeah, I, I'll get, get you all the fixings. You you tell me. I'll do a couple different kinds. So he he like he do, he makes up like three to four uh, different kind of combinations of toppings and whatnot, and kind of hands them to you on a like some sort of plate adjacent thing. I adjacent. Glenn eats, his. Adjacent. <laughs> Glenn eats his with mage hand of course because those like just fall apart of course and i i hand the other two to the the fellows you guys tell me what you think Doss. i know drunkenly we've talked about this but have you ever thought of franchising yeah no uh i you know i've definitely thought about it um you know Das hot dogs. That's you know, it's, it's. I mean, it's it's a killer name. But uh, what do you what you have a better idea? You have a you have a good name you want to franchise with you. What are you thinking? Now, I you know I, I appreciate your business mind. I think we lose the hot. It's just das dogs. I mean, das dogs. Whoa, whoa! You are taking it to a whole new level, my guy. Okay, you know what? I know you're you're getting another das dog on the house. That's an inspiration. I'm a, I'm a I'm gonna take that from you, sir, and I will see you after my hangover either hits or just before my hangover begins but my friends uh we're gonna venture forth it's always good seeing you das and uh just think it think about it maybe we maybe we get another setup maybe we start hitting it on the road we travel a lot we can share your name just think about it we just need the recipe it's all you need to give up just give up that hey, recipe hey you know we could probably figure out some sort of thing where you uh where you like put something on the side of the cart. I, I, you know, I just spitballing ideas here. You know, some of this says DOS dogs, you can hand them out, you know, who knows, you know, the, the you know, sky's the limit. Uh, let's, uh, you know, what? Uh, I, I like your, I, I like where your head's at. So let's, uh, let's definitely do some more brainstorming. I think that we probably need some liquor, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get together later. And let's talk about some things. Talk Glenn, business. Glenn looks around and goes, you hear that? We need liquor. What is liquor? As he's like still like eating a hot dog. It's uh you I don't I can't tell if you're fucking with me. Let's let's just start uh, I'm fucking with you. Let's uh, go. Uh, God damn it. Every time. <laughs> Every goddamn time. Guys, I like that we just canonically made DOS dogs. That's that was some good that was uh, good solid RP. That just happened, but like DOS dogs, I'm so on board. With the Look, you give us side quests and so we make side quests. There's two different, <laughs> there's two different worlds. Dude, I fucking just that's that's what you get. That's, that's the real uncut D D right there. Is <laughs> when you fucking just make up stupid. It's the best. Anyway, uh, this, this game is the best. So well, uh, I, yeah. I do hope you're ready to serve us hot dogs because I am going back to that cart. <laughs> oh, he's more than you're comfortable. He's gonna. <laughs> He's there. He's the <laughs> official sponsor of this town, as far as I'm concerned. He's the most important thing. This whole campaign is now about DOS dogs. Episode it's about 10 flat earth. To you by DOS dogs. Uh, it's, it, it's about it's about flat earth, tiger kings, and hot dogs. It's all it is. <laughs>
all the way down. Um, awesome. Hey, you guys want to like move the story forward or? Let's. Not terrible. Uh, uh, Rangram's gonna go back. I want to see if we got peppers and onions on these. Um, what kind of, of mustards? Oh, he's on... got so many different kinds. He's got he's got the yellow kind. He's got the yellow kind with the little stuff things floating around. In you know, like it. that got... that hot like mustard that you get at like the Chinese restaurants where it's almost like liquid and it's like too hot, but you keep eating it anyways. Yeah, he's got the grape poupon. He has all of it. This, 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 well, you like, uh, as we're all standing around in a circle eating our hot dogs and uh, chowing down, uh, Cosmo pulls out the amulet from of his pocket and uh, from that he got from James, and he's uh, guys, uh, I feel like this. I need this to be who do, who should I have this looked at by I really feel like it's something special and I don't know what to do with it I I, I like hold out a hand to like ask like mine can I tinker with it for a little bit while right. like my mage hand holds just a hot dog yep you can touch right it by my face. You, you can touch it here you go and as I'm looking I'm like taking bites like as I'm like kind of fiddling with it are there any like the same way the whistle had buttons are there any like levers to it or is it just like a solid piece i don't i don't think so i think it's just one solid piece right there let's see all of that it's a it's a solid uh it's a solid silver amulet like pretty heavy like um it's ovular but it's essentially kind of around the same size as that coin but it's in an ovular shape uh kind of ornamental around the sides and then it seems to have like a a coat of like a family coat of arms that is uh emblazoned into the top with like a it's almost like an uh ivory inlay of like a coat of arms. Do I recognize the coat of arms in my old ass age? Uh, roll history check. Ass age. Fuck. God, <laughs> I've been rolling so bad. Uh, seven. Uh, no, I, I, there are, I would say that there's a lot of coats of arms and this is not, I, you probably would recognize most of the major families, uh, within, uh, you know, just within all the, these these uh, continents that you've been on, uh, between uh, Sakal and Norda and whatever else, and you recognize this as not. I'll give you that. You don't recognize this as like a major major family. It could be a minor family. Uh, almost a lot of families have uh, coats of arms, and th- this just could be. There's nothing that yeah. really makes it stand out to you. But it does seem this thing seems old. Like it, it's and it doesn't. It's seems like it's they've tried caring for it pretty well, but you can tell that you know. The this has been well loved. The ivory has been worn smooth. Like the thing itself is, you know, tarnished from time. Uh, you can guess that it's it's pretty old. All right. He uh, he takes like the, his sleeve in his hands. Like I don't think I recognize his arms. Maybe Ranger might have an idea, but uh, a funny little goblin friend with the the floating eye. She might she might be able to help us with this. A floating little eye. What's that? Uh, I don't know if you remember too clearly, but remember when you narked on me the second we walked inside the building? That's right. That was over at uh, the reliquary. That was over there. That's right. I That's. Think, I don't think Rangram was there. I feel like Rangram would get I'm... a kick out of her. I don't remember him being there, but uh, I reckon maybe you should. Do you want to go back to this soul? Hey, we got time to kill. The sun looks very much up, and we are waiting for the sun to be very much down. Let's go on over there then. Unless, oh, where, where, where are we going? 
We're just gonna have uh, a, a little lady look at me, uh, silver thing I got from James. I and need Rangram my second hot dog. Uh, okay, and he like look takes the hot dog, but like looks back over at Das. There's a brief conversation there, and then he just follows suit while still eating this hot dog. All right, uh, hey, swear to God, Rangram's gonna edge me out. I'll fucking kill him. I'm not, you know what. I, I'm not gonna forget. You guys better. We, we're having that that business conversation. We're franchising this thing. We're taking it, taking it right to the top. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. We're gonna do it. But uh, first, we gotta do this, and then we probably gotta do that. But we'll do it. Hey, you know I, I understand you're important people. You, you gotta you got babies to kiss and things to do, uh, shit to do. That's that's a that's a saying, right? Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, goodbye. That's weird. I'm gonna I pretend a lot of babies. <laughs> I'm embarrassing myself at this point. I walk up to I walk up to Ranger. you seemed very interested in that Dostog situation. I think we I think we will work something now. It looks like it's uh it's gonna work out for us in the future. I mean I I mean in rat from the underdog in in decades. <laughs> and I'm skeptical because it didn't taste as good. But uh, it does, and I'm gonna eat him. I think he may have been pulling my leg, but I'm gonna go ahead and just assume that you know what all rat tastes like. And well, either way, he finishes it. that hot dog and just reaches behind his back, and he just pulls out another hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> A secret hot dog. There's something going on here. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn looks to the ground, kind of sad that he gave up his second hot dog, knowing that Rangram had other hot dogs already purchased. I, I'm so excited for all of Rangram's belt to just be like just holsters yeah. of hot dogs, hot dog holsters. That's gonna be all he's gonna forge from now on. Is it's gonna be like a holsters. shotgun bandolier um, of holsters. God, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to blow up my my own spot at all, but John, check your DMs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Because Glenn. As uh, Glenn leans forward, Rangram. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So fucking good, I love it. Yes, that's uh, amazing. Rangram leans over to Glenn and says, "Wait, what's that behind your ear?" And I'm gonna slide a hand to try and pull a hot dog out from behind, <laughs> from behind Glenn's ear. You actually have pretty good dex, don't you? Oh no, my dex oh. is a zero. Okay, that was a that was a six. So he's wicked aware of me like holding a hot dog and then. <laughs> wow wow that was what a magic trick yeah um uh, they, yep. it, Ran, cosmo seems so surprised he's like that was crazy Rangrim, you just pulled <laughs> the bloody hot dog out of his ear oh yeah you think that's crazy that's crazy pocket and just throws one at cosmo and, goes, <laughs> and you get a hot dog and then turns to Glenn, and you get a hot dog. Just sidestep. You get a hot dog. <laughs> Step out of the way. Oh, Rangram, how much might you spend at that that cart? Um, not that we're counting or anything, but I'm checking off four <laughs> hot dogs from a list for no reason. Oh god, that is a lot of hot dogs. He's gonna need a bag of holding for his dogs. Belt of dog holding. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a new legendary item in our campaign. Can it be like a bandolier? Like it would have like yeah. be shotgun shells, but it's yeah. just hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> I like the idea of just a it literally just, yeah, just bag of holding that is just infinite dogs. All the dogs. dogs. All dogs. the dogs. Right. Um, uh, knock on the reliquary door because I'm assuming we're there by now. All of the RP bullshit. 
Dude, I think we've been doing hot dogs for 30 minutes, guys. No, we haven't. We haven't been doing hot dogs for 30 minutes. It's been close. It's been close. It's damn near close. It was 8.20 when we started, I think. Oh, God. Um, Okay. I don't think we got her name the first time. Welcome to the reliquary! (laughs) Well, uh, there's there's a lot. I'm here. How how are you, mate? Uh, What's your name again? I don't think we ever got it. You well, never got a name. We didn't. Well, my name's Cosmo. I don't remember if you remember me. We was here some time ago. And uh, I have a little thing for you to look at, if you like. Yes, are you uh, Are you going to sell me the... Uh, what does that... Uh, tiger whistle? Are you going to sell me that now? Uh, I... Uh, I kind You're of... Going to, <laughs> do you want to... Do we you, hit, uh, if I remember correctly, you came in here asking for, and quote, all of the Mithril. <laughs> that's right. That's right. What the? God damn it. I just um, remembered too. You guys never asked Brongren if he had any mithril. No. Nope. Well, I tried to. Yeah. I a hundred percent pissed him off before we could get there. Um. Yeah, we're good at this game. I uh, I I did find more mithril. Um, well, you are well, interesting. I. In my wonderful treasures. Do <laughs> does Glenn see the floating eye? Uh, I I don't know. Do you see it? Uh, do a perception check or investigation, whichever one you want to do, because you're looking specifically for it. So I probably would say investigation. So crying. Uh, fifteen. <laughs> um, yes, you see that there is a magical eye that is blinking at you from around the side of like a uh, like a pile of stuff on a table. Can I do an arcana check to see if it's like a scrying eye or if it's a different type of magic? Uh, yes, I don't think that's exactly how it works. I think more knowledge, you'll have like general knowledge of the kind of magic just based on your travels. But yeah, do our contract. We'll see what I can give you. Arcana is essentially history of magic. Uh, That is a 12, nine plus three, 12. Yeah, I'll say that with a 12, you get the idea that this thing is similar to how the functionality of a, uh, of like a mage, mage hand, something like that. Okay. Seems it looks similar physically. Like and the there. layout, the layout of the store is like it's like a front door and like a desk or or like a like a. It is piles of crap everywhere. It's literally tables and shelves that are just piled with crap everywhere. So like there are little tiny aisles that are goblin sized pathways through these this pile these piles of crap um, and uh, valuables and whatnot. But they are just like mounds essentially. Think about it. And this is like a it's like a pretty crappy old wooden and uh built wood wooden building and there's like tattered pieces of stuff and uh hanging from the ceiling and then there's also like uh all the windows are covered uh it's it's just and it's a very dark in there and, and just kind of lit by candles but i mean goblins have dark vision so you essentially assume that she just kind of functions in there that way okay cool well uh Low light i don't Low light. i don't uh i recall the mithril uh request but uh I uh, I have to ask my friend with the whistle what uh, what he was hoping for. 
But uh, how much gold would it take for you to identify this amulet? And I reach out and show it to her. Well, I appreciated last time that you told me about your thieving little friend. So right, don't mind. I will do this one for free, and maybe we can come up with a deal afterwards. Hmm. That that seems uh that seems nice. I reckon. Uh, I reckon as long as you could tell me something interesting about it, and. Uh, uh yeah, you feel her her hand kind of reaches out with the long fingers and the long nasty nails, and they kind of just scrape across your palm as it like picks picks it up by the chain and holds it up. And uh, she kind of walks or kind of creeps over to the little workstation she has in the back. And um, you actually, she kind of like sits down with it and pulls a little jeweler's glass out, and then she kind of points up behind her and you see a second eye up here that is like, so you have essentially one down the table here and one that's over here now and it's kind of moving around and uh, it's, it's keeping an eye on you and don't try any funny, funny business now, okay? Right, right. yep, yep. Glenn, you heard her and I'm just like watching, I'm just like scooting up over her shoulder to like look down and see what she's looking at. So Guys, as I've that's happening, Glenn, would take account as to how many eyes are watching him. Is it just the one that's floating up high? Or is it like both of them are focused on him? Both of them are focused on you. Just sure. on Glenn. Yeah, I mean, they're looking at you all. You're all standing in the doorway, essentially. And they're all staring at you. Well, I so don't Glenn know where she like... is, but I'm up, I'm up by her. Okay, I would, well, I would walk walks... my way through the hallways too, like the little aisles. Okay, of so they're shit everywhere. They're following you at this point. One of them is following you for sure. The other one that uh, so the one that was hiding behind the uh, the little pile of stuff is following you, and the other one is uh, kind of just up in the air and it's kind of flicking back and forth between everyone, just getting a kind of like bird's eye view. Whereas the other one's watching you a little bit more closely, Glenn. Uh, I would cast Mage Hand, and it would not be an invisible Mage Hand. It would be like the an opaque Mage Hand, and it's just kind of doing the um, three stooges, like the woo 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 woo, and it pokes the eye that's like floating in the air. <laughs> the far, the one that's that's just the main the, one. The one that's mainly focused on me. The one okay. that's like not even remotely caring about the other people. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, it seems to blink and it kind of disperses for a second and then it appears like uh, maybe like two feet to the left. How long did it take before it reappeared? Um, I'll say you probably have like 10 seconds before it would appear again between Tight. the time it disperses and, and reappears. Okay. So Glenn would basically like flirtatiously catwalk his mage hand over to the eye again that's again focusing only on him and you'd be keeping cadence with the eye that's kind of blinking between the three of them mm -hmm. and you'd poke it in the eye just as the other eye was focusing on someone else okay what are you and looking you would for? try to nothing just try to palm something off the shelf and put it in his pocket just literally anything that's palmable i try to throw it in my pocket Okay, we'll have to figure that out because I don't know what it is, but I'll find something for that. Do I, I need think to slide what... a hand for it? Is yes, it you definitely need to slide a hand for sure. I'm going to use my inspiration. Okay. Rangrim takes a hot dog, out, half of a hot dog out of his mouth and slaps Glenn on the shoulder with a hot dog. And is that a natural 20? That is a nat 20. Holy Never shit. Never mind. Okay. You, don't, that... you don't need guidance from my hot dog. <laughs> no, I'll take it anyways. Hot dog guidance. <laughs> so slide a hand. That's a 30. 
Wow. With <laughs> guidance. <laughs> with <laughs> guidance. Um, At 20 plus 7 plus 3. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't I have just, anything prepared. I, I just stole something. I don't know what it is. You stole something for yeah. sure. And I will make... I'm, I'm going to have fun figuring out what you stole. But yeah, that's fucking cool. Um, I knew I'd get something from her. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she... So Cosmo, you're hanging out over there by uh, the goblin lady. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's, she's kind of just doing this for a little bit and goes... Ooh, there's, uh, there seems to be luck in this amulet. This is, it's, it's fickle, but it seems that if you were to, the, the, the holder of this amulet would have increased luck when maybe they would not have found it. Uh, what does that mean? What do you, luck? We, we draw out, out of character, that means that once per day, you can choose to re-roll one roll. Ooh, so it's just like the luck amulet. Just it's an, actually luck. Yes. Shit. Any, it doesn't any, actually. Any d20 roll? Any, any, yeah, so a d20 roll. Okay. All right, just clarify. Damn. But it, that's the thing. So I, I kind of agonized over this one, and it was like letting you re-roll one. Or letting you re-roll any dice, and so I like the idea of you re-rolling any dice because you could totally use it on something that's not important, and then roll a fucking one afterwards, which I think is way more important. I think it's okay. way better. So. Um. Okay. And it's one roll per day, or like yes. per long rest. Per long rest. That's yeah. Per long rest. But I, yeah, I mean, essentially, I I wouldn't want you using it like right away, but I I think per long rest is totally fine, for now. That's fine. I will. Uh, I will gladly take this off your hands. Well, uh, yeah, I reckon as uh, for somebody of me kind, uh, having some luck in me pocket would be good. Uh, she looks very disappointed, and she kind of like is is kind of like holding it a little bit closer. It's like, are you sure? Well, I'm. I might keep it for a little bit, but if I change my mind, you'll be the Look first. Look at all of my magical items you can pick from. What do you I think? I got one bear for you. What do you got, Ring yeah. Ring? You can identify things, right? Yes. What is this made out of? It's a hot dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Uh... <laughs> oh fuck. Ah, yes. Let me see. And she kind of, <laughs> she kind of does her finger finger things over it, which is probably kind of gross because you can see like dirt from underneath her fingernails and stuff, like kind of like falling onto it as she kind of like slowly scratches at the hot dog um, and <laughs> the bun. And um, yes, this. Oh, this is imbued with down to its core with high levels of deliciousness. Oh, I knew it. He just he takes it back and puts it right back in his pocket. He doesn't eat this one. It's going in a pocket. I'll be honest there, Rangroom. I think we might have just found our slogan. <laughs> imbued with deliciousness. Das's <laughs> dogs imbued with deliciousness. Oh, no. Deliciousness in every... Uh, uh, yeah, anyway. Enchanted with deliciousness. Um, I, I'm now on thinking his taglines, but... Um, Okay, 
so hold on so we are wildly off track and i fucking love it uh, <laughs> i don't know what you're so, talking about <laughs> and so she she kind of goes over to uh, a shelf and she pulls off uh so before she had like a bowl of like a bunch of mithril pieces and now it seems like she has like that bowl and she's found more like mithril um seems like jewelry and smaller things like that but there's like a, a pretty heavy duty like chunk of mithril that looks like it's some sort of um like a cufflink and then there's like another like big kind of like small bar think of like inch by inch cube that's in there as well and she's uh she's it's probably like if you were looking into it it's probably like this much worth of mithril um you know a big a pretty good chunk if it was melted down um do i and so she's she's kind of shaking she's like so do you want to sell me the whistle well i don't really out of, out of context, I don't... Who has the whistle? Rangrim does. You've made me... Or you... you will, no, you had it. I ha you, you guys took it from super me. don't have to trade her the whistle. The whistle's pretty a pretty powerful item. I just... She's making an offer because you you came in last time. Rangrim, you uh you ever worked with Mithril before? Mm. Oh, many types. Uh, Fucking... Ma they're stone. magically delicious. I love that. <laughs> that's the, oh, that's no. That's the lucky charms. Uh... Um, Why did that just make me envision like a cereal bowl full of hot dogs? <laughs> oh no! That just got weird. Uh, Rangram, you uh, you know this would be enough mithril to, you know, maybe help our hobbled friend be less hobbly. This is a good question. Would I know if it was enough mithril to help Luther? Yes. Yeah, so. Looking at what's in there, you're assuming if that's all mithril and, you know, everything's as it should be, that this is, it's going to be cutting it close, but with a little bit of, like, supplementing some of the parts for some other things, like, you probably could scrape through. Essentially, what you need to rebuild is his, uh, his knee, like, essentially the joint for the knee, and so this is with doing a little bit of like stretching and maybe skimping on some of the more fine tuning parts, you probably do think that this is close to enough to be able to do this. It's definitely right. not going to be anything left, but uh, you know that, you know, imagine and yourself can do some uh, good work with this and it's going to be close. And I relay kind of basically just that to Glenn. Yeah. It, it kind, kind of maybe, eloquently put uh i believe you uh, the choice is really yours i mean you were the one who quite literally popped his head off of his body so i don't think anyone here is going to try to argue with whether or not you make that decision but right. you got you got the option to get luther moving a little bit faster i never met him before he was a hobbled man but that's that's your call my friend i think it's worth it you think it's worth the giving up the whistle for it? I mean, I I don't know if we want to turn other people into things. Um, but what's it, the mo it, what's the moral ambiguity of giving this whistle to this person? Right, that's well, a great point. Well, I heard that word today. Wow, it's it was actually, on my toilet paper. <laughs> It's it actually was, two words, it but was, we'll get there. It was on the other side of your hot dog wrap. <laughs> I, 
I again for that's awesome. <laughs> like a fucking Dos, laffy dogs. I have laughed more in this session <laughs> than so I think. massively derailed by hot dogs. <laughs> so I forgot I forgot our little goblin friend's name. Did she tell us? She you haven't even asked him. No. Okay. We tried. She, you didn't ask it. No, you didn't. You're like, oh, do we know her name? Oh no, okay, we go inside. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Glenn Glenn kind of like snaps his head from Rangrim to to her and with his two hands and a mage hand from like the corner of the room all pointing at her. What are your plans for this whistle? That's for me to know and you to probably not find out because we don't talk that much. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rangrim <laughs> got a help. <laughs> Point there. I don't. I don't. I don't think we really interact with her too much. We have yet to ask her her name. I think uh, this is a safe one to <laughs> set it and forget it, if you will. <laughs> but if we start finding a bunch of were tigers in town, we know who to come for. And he's absolutely shaking off. Dog. So the way that the, the the way that it works is that essentially you can blow the whistle and it will force uh, a shapeshifter to reveal its true form as long as they're within earshot of you, and that is how it works. And then you can turn it back. You can you can reverse that by essentially pushing the button and, call, and doing the other one. Um, it doesn't turn people into wear tigers. It just forces a shapeshifter. It just forces shifters to yes, go to, to reveal. their yes wherefore. Which, okay. as you were saying. It's not always a good thing because it that is essentially like that could be but, really against someone's wills. But if we've got people in disguise like this, it won't weird... affect disguises. It only works on shapeshifters. Like so, if like if someone is like doppelgangers, but, like like here's here's a like here's a specific example that we as out of character or whatever. Um, Glynn turns into Cosmo, tries to go through the gate. Wouldn't wouldn't work. Okay, give that's this. illusion magic. It has to be like literally a shapeshifter, so like doppelganger or a wearer or of some sort, and give that's all it's gonna work on. Give that, give Glenn that, give that shit up. Magic. Give that shit up. Just, just throw it. I don't. It's not gonna help. Rangram, it's, uh, it's your call, so, friend. Except, we can, uh, we can get as soon as you guys sell this thing, it's all gonna run fighting again. From that's <laughs> fucking for sure. <laughs> the goblin's the big bad. Look at my wares. <laughs> Behold my wares! <laughs> They're all were beasts. You. Oh God. Um. Okay. So you're trading whistle for pile of mithril. Okay. All right. Um. She quickly. She very quickly like takes takes the whistle and 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 hands you the uh the the bowl and then it just as soon as you have it she just kind of she kind of covets it and goes okay goodbye now goodbye. Well, well. No goodbye. Okay, all right. That's bye. That felt kind of suspicious. Rangrim, can you check to make sure that is Mithril? As soon as you guys leave the the hut, the door uh, shuts behind you, and you just hear uh, a whistle blowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Wait, Rangrim, can you check if that's Mithril? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Mithril. It's mithril. Uh, it's it's actually just chocolate. 
<laughs> I killed the DM. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you can uh, you can roll a check on it, Rangram, but it's uh, it, you're you're I mean, with your years of, of of smithing everything like that, like Mithril has a luster and to it that you would recognize right off the bat. That was a natural twenty. Oh fuck! So if it, if it's chocolate, I'm going right back in there, and she's getting slapped with a hot dog. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's absolutely mithril. I I think you're gonna have to weed through some of the like there's especially the jewelry has like other metals. Yeah, I'm sure it's into it. Yeah, bits and bobs of other things would have to be. It's gonna be tedious. And... It's gonna be tedious, and it's probably gonna take time. But you can, especially with your skills uh, as a forge cleric, like you can definitely turn this into what it needs to be. Uh, where's the sun at? Like here, here? Yeah, I think it's probably, it's probably been an hour. So you're probably like four o'clock. Um, <clears throat> boys, uh, I don't know about yourselves, but after all that hot dog and mithril talk, I'm getting a little, getting a little thirsty. Maybe we head over to the Matic and meet our, uh, greet our new friend. See if, uh, Mr. Constable Chav Hunters made himself familiar at the Matic. What do you think? I think that's fair. And away we go. Awesome. Yeah, you're able to uh, quickly make your way over to the Matic. And uh, you are you p- just picking up table kind of around the outside as your normal? Or what are you looking for? Yeah. Yeah, I would. We normally like put ourselves in that little like side corner table. Um, but when we get in, Glenn would immediately start looking for this stout girl, the the one that kind of smirked at him. Yeah, roll perception check. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> perception. I rolled a six plus four. That's a ten. Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't see it's. I mean, this this place is pretty open. There's a chance that she could be on the other side of the bar or something like that because the bar is kind of in the center, but. When you're walking in, you don't see anyone. You also uh, don't see uh, Constable Hunter there. Hmm. It's been a couple hours uh, since you since you saw them, so they were heading straight there. You would assume that maybe they just have moved on since. It's probably good that someone on the job didn't immediately go start drinking too, <laughs> right? Yeah. I uh, wave to Tom like, uh, Tom, you know what I want, right? Oh, of course I do. And uh, he uh, pulls out the little, the very dainty glass off the top of the, off the top. And uh, I'll have it, I'll have it up for you in just a moment. Don't you worry. And he kind of like is pulling out all the, all the things to do. And he's kind of like pulling them out onto the bar, spilling some of them. And then the bar kind of catches on fire. He's like, oh, oh no. Oh, he's patting it out. Um, Duh. I don't don't worry I'll, I'll have it up for you and then so he's kind of starts putting everything together and he's going down his list of like the multitude of items that go into your the flaming lips drink and uh after after a probably like kind of a long time you're like god this fucking bartender is really just kind of like really taking forever on this um it's uh they he he kind of like daintily hands you this little glass of uh that's on fire here you go I, I blow it out and take a sip do I die? Uh, constitu- or constitution save throw. <laughs> That's a one. <laughs> okay. You go to blow it out and you think you got all the fire, but it was, you realize that he probably didn't mix this all the way correctly and it's very, very alcoholic. 
Um, and so it hits you right away and it also burns the uh, top of your, the roof of your mouth, which it does go out after that, but it burns the roof of your mouth and it also burns the back of your throat pretty fucking badly as it uh, gives you a pretty alcoholic uh, flaming lips this time. Uh, Tom, a little less on the, you know, fire next Just time. Just a bit. It's it is a good one, right? It was a good one. I'm pretty proud of this one. Uh, you're a, a, a kind soul. Two two dwarven oh, meats, so please. Nice. Uh, uh, I mean, I assume you're probably right there with him, unless he walked up to the bar by himself. Nope. You're right there next to me. <laughs> mm, they burnt. I think he burnt his his lips a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the flavor lips are getting now. It makes perfect sense. Um, he hands you, he hands both of you the uh, the glasses and goes, "I'll just put it on, uh, put it on the tab then." Or yeah, it's under Glenn Asirius. Hey, that was really good. You know what? Throw it on my tab. Rangram just winks. He's like, "I'm paying attention," and just moses <laughs> to his table. Or our table, rather. I'm I'm glad to hear that you are a serious about this transaction. Oh man. Uh. Hey, that wasn't me. That was Tom. He loves puns. So it's, it's close um, enough. It's close yeah. enough. Um, okay. Yes. Uh, uh do, also do we recognize anybody new in the tavern? Um like very much outside the norm. Does anybody basically kind of look like me in that tavern? Like just completely out of place in a mining uh, town. Roll. Well, I guess you already rolled perception. Uh, I'll say with the perception yeah, check you rolled, you really, yeah, you really don't pick anyone up. You're also newer in town, like ish. Like you don't know every single person. So like there are people that don't look as familiar to you, but they also don't look out of place. There's no one with like a, there's no shady person in a cloak leaning against like a, a, a like an inconspicuous dark spot in the corner or anything of that sort. Okay, cool. Um, you do see though, as you're walking back to the table that you all uh, grabbed, you do see Luther hobbling his way over to you. Uh, from, from like up, uh, he's kind of working his way up the staircase and uh, seems to be moving your way. And he actually, you see, he has his, uh, he seems to have fat, he has a sword over his back. He has his, uh, his duster on, his tattered duster. And he also seems to have a bag on his back. And he is like, seems like he's fashioned himself some sort of walking, uh, like walking stick, like a gnarled wooden walking stick. And he's walking towards you and goes, well, uh, I'm glad I ran into y'all here. Uh, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be heading out of town for a little bit. Um, and, uh, I just, I wanted to ask if maybe you could mind the, mind the shop while I'm gone. And I mean, not like it's a real shop, but just keep an eye on the place for me. If you don't mind, I, I know that, uh, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the new place y'all have to stay, but, uh, you're all welcome to stay there. Welcome to crash. I just would like someone to know that it's being watched while, while I'm away. Where are you oh, headed? Okay. We we just got all this mithril to try and fix your busted out your your busted knee. Oh, that's uh, wow, that's that's amazing. Um, I I wish I could stay for to get that uh taken care of. Uh, I'd be happy to get it done when I come back. I'll probably only be gone a couple of days, but I just have some some things to attend to outside of town. And where you uh where you headed to, uh, Luther? I just. 
you know, I, I just have some stuff to take care of, you know, to be honest, I, I would appreciate if, uh, if you respect my, my privacy on this. I, you know, I, I, I understand that, you know, I have shared a lot with you, but we, uh, I just, you know, I got something I need to take care of a little bit more personal. All right, baby, it's all right. Just, uh, just wanted to know where nope. you might be if you, uh, with the busted knee, if you don't come back, where we might need to go looking. It's going to take more than a busted knee to, to uh, keep me from coming back. Yeah. I do appreciate the concern, though. I, if, I feel like if, uh, if you need to, like I said, I, I'll be back. Don't you worry. All so right. just, uh, I'll it, see you. To your life. <laughs> we just wanted to, uh, make sure you're safe and uh do as you will we'll see you in a I few can days still swing this i can still swing this thing as good as i ever could so don't you worry it's one of the one of the benefits of being a, an immortal pile of junk well it's one way to put it my friend safest of travels and uh we'll see you back at the the hall of legends yeah kind of just um he uh kind of pats uh rangram on the back and uh and uh just essentially just yeah thank you for uh you know thank you for offering to fix the knee that's uh gives me something to look forward to when i come back it's been pretty difficult so nice to know this will be the last journey with this uh fucking peg leg you're welcome Luther. um i'm sure matt Maz has done a lot of work on you i think we could possibly have uh at least part of your knee up and running before you even get back and then we just go uh, just i don't know how she really does that imagine it's like, like we plug some things in or something but we'll we'll figure it out yes, yeah to be honest she knows more than i do so what was that what was that cosmo i thought i heard you you were gonna say something nope no nothing from me just enjoying me uh me mead we'll travel safe we'll see you back soon and he kind of just tightens his uh, his his arm on his, uh, his his I guess his one strap that he has over his shoulder for the pack, and he kind of clumps away down the stairs and out towards the uh, edge of town. Uh, like shortly after he leaves, uh, Glenn would look back to the table and be, "Boys, I think we uh, now's a good time to go check out that that chest. We might have, you know." theorized was his well there was we would, some uh, communications that he uh he might have been the tattered lord now would be a great time to maybe do some investigating if he's not there well uh i was gonna I say very quietly i reckon uh i don't know if it would be wise to uh follow him or something do we want to miss our meeting with uh ron Grimm? I feel like he's heading out of town, out of town, not necessarily uh, running a quick errand. I don't want to stand up, Mr. Uh, Boulderfist, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. We have Doro and uh, the people on down below to look after, but uh, a lot of suspicious things that uh, tell us that Mr. Luther might be uh, the Tatter Lord. Well, I, I got an idea. There's a there's a lot of fine folk here in this this tavern. Maybe maybe someone's looking for a job. Maybe someone wants to uh maybe do some some following for us. I I, I would feel terrible leaving 
leaving our friend Joro and the people down there unaccompanied for the uh, the promise that we made. Maybe we see if uh, some of the fine fellows here feels like picking up some gold. Well, that's a that's a big uh, trust on somebody we don't know at such short notice. To hopefully see if they pass on true information. But uh, well, I mean, there's there's a couple things that could happen, right? They get caught by Luthor. He cuts them in half. We don't have to spend the gold. He comes back with fake information. It's a lie. I cut them in half. We get the gold back. They tell us the truth. We lose a couple gold. What could go wrong? I can think of a lot of things, actually. Was it? (laughs) Uh. Well, uh, I feel like two-thirds of those situations end poorly. So my vote is no. Rangram, what are your thoughts? You've known him longer than us. You think we need to keep an eye on him or let him do his thing? I mean, I'll, I don't know him that I don't know many people here that well, but as far as I know him, I mean, Luther's been nothing but a honorable man as quiet as he is. He's well respected and Madge it, trusts him, and that's it, that's enough for me. Does he uh, leave town often? Quite often. That's why he's always going off on some full haughty errand and coming back with some bits of him missing and Madge is always fixing him and doing other things. I, I just help. I, I have no knowledge of how the hell he works. Madge mm. seems to have a head wrapped around it, but she seems to trust him and I'll trust Madge. I, uh, look over to kind of Cosmo and Rangham, like, uh, I feel like I understand that you guys are a little bit worried that we might, you know, tip our hands. I, I think we need to go find out what's in that chest, but I don't what? want him going alone. I can, I can send Poe after him and might be able to put a little bit of a bounty, but we'd have to do this pretty, pretty hush hush. We can't. Right. If anybody caught wind that a couple of fellas like ourselves is putting a track on uh, Luther, we wouldn't want to draw any negative attention to us. Yeah, that'd turn a lot of a uh, lot of energy our way that we're probably it, not looking to interact bro- with. Break a lot of trust that we've built with Luther, and uh, right now we're on his inner inner circle, even if he is the Tatter Lord. So the only thing I could do personally because i can send poe after him but after 100 feet i lose him don't i can uh don't keep waste poe out there don't waste for Poe's about a energy. week yeah don't waste your energy all right i said we i said we hit the hall we need to see what's in that chest there's there's too much going on with with luthor and his his leaving town we let him go this time i think and uh maybe when it's a more opportune time we'll have one uh some maybe we'll make another ally that uh, we can uh, send as a follow sounds good while he does that or while we like kind of stand up and start heading over to the hall um what time is glenn it? sends glenn sends poe like just to see the direction that he leaves town if it's like north south like what what trail he heads out of town on 
Uh, yeah, he seems to be heading out. Uh, so if you're looking at the map of Tintown, he would be heading out of this right-hand path here. Okay, pass two. Okay. Yep, so heading uh, heading out uh, towards, uh, yeah, essentially just down the, dire the opposite direction that you guys went last time. Okay, and did he make any stops on his way out of town? No, just seems like he trucked, trucks pretty much straight along. Uh, moved, making pretty slow progress, but... He, uh, yeah, he's just heading right out. And once it's out of a hundred, or once Poe's out of like a hundred feet, kind of like bam from back. So, okay, so headed out of Tin Town. Yes. As far as like the continent map, he's headed, yeah, he's headed yeah, south. Uh, yeah, so we're at location fourteen right. on the on the continent map, which is this is not very good and good very good audio for anyone listening audibly after I edit this, but um, probably heading south from there, I would say. Yeah, Set I think that south south mm -hmm. uh, north south east north southeast. So he's headed southeast out of Tin Town. Yep. Yeah. Kind of kind of towards uh towards the the water, the, the river that runs there and yeah, the Evan it. Ridge. Okay. Yeah. We start mm. making our way over to the Hall of Heroes. We're... Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, so by the time that you're able to get over to the, uh, you know, yeah, to the, the Luther's Legends building, um, it's, I mean, like I said, it's, it's around, around like just after five and you, I mean, the the door is not locked when you try it. It's it's unlocked, and um, the you notice that like I mean I think you noticed it last time too, but the inside has been like pretty like well maintained now. A lot more it, like it's been cleaned up. There's there's lanterns lit. There are uh, it, it seems very warm and inviting, which was not your first impression of this place when you first came here. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what you're seeing. I started looking for that chest like the second we walk in. So it's the chest. So again, I'll explain the inside of Luther's Legends place. So it's it's essentially a, a banquet hall, a big giant long building banquet hall with a raised dais at this one side where there's like there would be like a small table looking down onto the group. And then above that that raised table, there's a, a coat of arms with the uh, hidden lever to get get you down into the sanctum that is below this. Um, so the chest is essentially when you're looking at the, when you walk in the door, you're looking straight down the table. And so just to the right hand side of that table against the wall is you see that chest, uh, that you saw Luther pull a very old healing potion out of last time and toss it to Rangrim the first time you were here. So mm -hmm. I look for that large tablet with like the intricate labyrinth engraving on the bottom. So, I mean, you go to open the chest, and the chest is, has a uh, pretty pretty thick iron uh, padlock on it. Ah, okay. Um, you mended my lockpicks, right? Did yep. you give those back to me? Tight. Yes. Okay. Um, as all rogues do, I first check for traps, check to see if I notice any, like, any wires associated with the, the lock, anything that looks somewhat suspicious from a mechanical standpoint. Okay. Uh, yeah, roll an investigation. Ooh. 17 plus tw uh, 22. You yeah. do not see 
anything that is tangible that's any kind of trap or marking upon this lock. And I look over to Rangrim and say, uh, Rangrim, wish me luck, bud. You're muted. Rangrim, you're muted. Rangrim, push the I button. I just for added effect to not give you guidance. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm going to give him guidance. You doing a sleight of hand to unlock it? Good luck. Do you hit me with a hot dog? Oh, no, I don't have any more hot dogs. Dear Perfect. Knowledge. To your knowledge. That's a shame. <laughs> Insight check first. <laughs> nice. Uh, I do slide a hand, and that, my friend, is another nat 20. Fuck. That's uh, two nat 20s on slide of hands. I'm going to do the guy and just see if I get another 30. 29. Okay. Uh, because of that awesome roll, you... And just the fact that you've been around the world and you know things, uh, you know, as, as an elf, you've, you've seen a lot of things. Um, seen some shit. Yeah. When you, you unlock the lock and it's extremely easy, like you're actually surprised with how easy the lock is. As soon as you unlock that lock and the chest cracks open, you feel like something magical just kind of past you. Uh, just kind of over your shoulder and you just feel like the slightest bit of your hair kind of move like and uh you kind of feel like it just whips right out the door uh as that happens I look to the boys be like uh luther might know we've been here what why would he know that what, what did you do i mean it's not so much that i did anything it's more that i didn't correctly not do something well it's, I mean, it, the deed is done, right? The chest that's, is open. That's true. We can only really ask for forgiveness, not for permission. And I open the chest. <laughs> Inside the chest, you see a bunch of stuff. Um, there is, it, there's old rusty uh, weapons, and like I said, just old kind of healing potions that are have darkened over the years and are kind of more brown than red at this point. Uh, and there's clothing and stuff, but it's all very dusty and rusty. It doesn't seem like this thing's really been gone through in, in quite a long time. Um, as I'm kind of pulling items out, do I notice any like scrolls or any like writings, any like photos or drawings? Not right now. You're seeing mostly just detritus similar to like, like kind of what it was before. Yep, exactly. Okay. Um, by the, when you start getting to the, you, you, get to the bottom of the chest pretty quickly it wasn't fully filled it was probably like halfway so you know you're pulling out like old clothes that are way out of date and a bunch of crazy shit out of there and you uh piece of rusted armor and you get to the bottom and it's just a wooden bottom of the chest i <laughs> i like um <laughs> the fact that it's out of date clothing it's like 80s neon <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, he it's a lot of fringe. He hasn't, she hasn't just, worn clothes a of... in a while. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's it's I hit just like pretty quickly hit the bottom of it. Um mm -hmm. upon looking at it and kind of, you know, having sneakily shared a lot of content and moved a lot of items without uh hoping for prying eyes. Do I recognize that Maybe this isn't as deep as it's supposed to be. Like maybe the chest is like two feet deep, but I only feel like I'm getting like a foot and a half down. Like there might be like a false bottom or something or like false sides. Yeah. So when you're looking at it, 
um, especially because you're going into it looking for this already, you kind of look at inside the chest and you kind of look down to the side and you see that you shouldn't be already at the bottom of the chest. I start to like kind of feel along the edges for, you know, if there's like a pull or like a drawstring or like a, like a loop. Yeah. So you, you kind of find, uh, there's a knot in the wood that you kind of like, as you're passing your hand over it, you feel it kind of shift down just a little bit. And as you, as you kind of click down on that thing, um, you feel that the, it kind of is able to be, it starts, it's essentially like, feels like it comes free a little bit. You feel like something clunk uh, and you're able to lift that false bottom up and underneath it, you see other than a lot of dust, uh, you see a hockey puck sized uh, disc that has a rune emblazoned in the top of it in a language that you can understand. This thing itself seems to be like almost like a the whitest white, like silver that you've seen, almost like a, like a platinum. It's very, very bright colored. And it doesn't seem to have been like, no, like um, it hasn't oxidized. It seems just as clean, uh, you know, other than the dust in it, it doesn't seem like it's oxidized like silver or anything like that. Um, and then on the bottom of it, I don't know if you're touching it. Yeah, you, I would. Yeah, well, no, I die. Mage, actually, you die. So I would. I would definitely mage hand pull that out because that's the that's the thing for my vision ultimately. Yes, and that's the thing. So you you see this thing, and when you flip it over, it does have the labyrinthium embossing engravings in the bottom of it that uh, go in about half an inch and make this intricate geometric pattern of all these uh, different markings uh, that seem to be some sort of uh, like it's just a pattern of some sort, but it goes in about half an inch. Um, and next to that you see a picture frame that is completely covered in dust. Uh, almost, you almost don't even see it because it's just like, it's a thin picture frame that is uh, just completely caked in dust. Um, I hold the, with like my mage hand, I kind of like, I, I turn it tra or invisible again and I'm kind of like spinning it in the air, the item in the air in front mm -hmm. of the guys to say, guys, uh, I think Luther might be hiding some information from us. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure he might be the tattered lord, but this doesn't seem like something you just kind of keep around the house. And I like show them the crazy embossing on the bottom. Do you guys recognize any of these runes? Uh, what languages do you all speak? Dwarvish and common. Okay. So it'd, it'd be more for Mr. Rangrim over there. I have uh, common. Common Dwarvis, uh, Deep Speech, and Undercommon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that Deep Speech is probably closest. You, you, you get it. You like, it's not, you don't understand it, but this rune, if you were to associate it with anything closest to what you've seen, Deep Speech is probably close, but it's also very much off. Mm. Uh, but it, that's just, it's it's of the age more of something like that. Um, I put the hockey puck um, kind of just on the table next to us, like close but on the table. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, with my mage hand again, pick up the the super dusty photograph and I kind of like hold it up and I dust it off with my hand and I like look at the photo. So on the photo, uh, are you all looking at it? 
I would show it to the group. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be like hiding it. I would kind of. Okay. So, so as you wipe the, the dust off of it, you, you see what you see is, um, it's very similar to that other in, in the way it's composed to that other photograph that you saw, except for the fact that this one seems newer, the paint and the seems fresher on it. Like the colors are more vibrant and, you see a Warforged Luther standing in the middle, uh, kind of towering over uh, this group of six dwarves. And Cosmo, you recognize your dad in this group of dwarves. Dang. Um, and they all seem to be friendly. They're all kind of hands on each other's shoulders, and they seem to be having like a really good time. They're all cheesing it into the, uh, you know, in, out of the frame. Uh, but that's that's what you see. Hmm. So it's a picture of dwarves who I recognize. Is uh, Boulder Fist in there? Brongrim? Uh You do not see Brongrim in there. Okay. No. okay. How many? How many dwarves was it? It's six total. It's kind of three and three on each side of. It's very symmetrical, like the other one. Do I notice the um, the logo, the LL, like on any of their their gear? No, and I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, there hasn't been like any gear that's with the the luther's legends like brand and i think it's i think i kind of retconned it after the beginning of being more of like a, a coat of arms that's up there instead of like an ll like like brand to make it cheesy but uh no you don't see anything like that they all seem to be uh they're all wearing like mining gear and they all seem to but they all at the same time like i think that cosmo and actually i think rangrim probably would recognize it more um but these seem like very much like gear of like tunnel fighters, people that are are fighting down below the ground. Right. And this is, I mean, you would have recognized your your dad. Like this was his day to day gear that he would go to work in. It like wasn't that, anything you know, that, abnormal. That no, you know I mean? this is this is what your dad looked like. It was. You, it, yeah. It's not like straight up like mining, but it's it's more of like they they would go down and if you know if shit broke bad they were there to help more than they were more heavily armored than a normal miner right yeah as a the former paladin yeah uh yeah and you actually see uh you actually see that your war pick that you're using right now in the in the photo on your dad's back so that's not really uh glenn looks at cosmo uh, this uh kind of looks like what you're you're rocking right now is that is, that's someone you know? That's, uh, that's me dad. Yep. I, uh, I knew he, he was, uh, me dad was, uh, quite the hero in this town. But, uh, I don't know that I knew he, he spent so much time with Lusa. Is this in a picture? This is like framed, right? Right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a painting. I mean, I'm I'm just well, yeah, saying yeah. that all pictures are paintings, but, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a painting. It's probably like, yeah, yeah, size, um. And is then anything, yeah, it has a frame. Is anything written on the back? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'm full of them. <laughs> I will say that I don't know how to say what year it is, but I will say that I like the idea of it having an LL on it and then having a date of shit. I think I maybe some shit. What do we, um, I need to ask, uh, Bobby, what did we figure out again for the timeline of your father's death? Was it? Um, 
I feel like we've we decided it was at least probably 30 years ago. Was that what it was? Okay. I knew it was like he had been in the town long enough to right to make it anyway yeah we, so because okay. we left yeah. we left Nuarta shortly after the sundering and arriving in tin town um and kind of stopping to make home and so i think he naturally even just from his fighter uh no you know yeah. just whatever anyways he, he quickly uh, became a person of character yeah so i'll say that this this date is some 40 years before Okay. It sure. says LL, and then it says some 40 years for. And to catch Dan up, I don't know if you, you uh, I think you missed it a little bit. Um, the They they pulled a frame out of the bottom mm -hmm. of the drawer, and uh, it had, it was Luther along with six other dwarves, or six dwarves, and uh, Cosmo's father was among them. With that war pick that Cosmo uses now on his back, um, and on the back of the frame, yeah. it says LL, and it has uh, some 40 years before, which Cosmo's father died 30 years ago. I think uh i think we have some questions for luther when he comes back but i don't want to again i don't want to miss that meeting but do you want to hold on to this yeah you can see the sun is getting uh is getting kind of low in the sky now it's kind of getting twilight you want to hold on to this cosmo and i like extend the painting towards him well um while i have never seen that picture before and it would be great to have i reckon uh taking that disc thing is probably plenty and uh luther might want to have that sounds good i put the put the painting back put the false bottom back put all the stuff in it but i pocket the disc and okay. i say i look to cosmo and random like uh anyone outside this room does not need to know we have this right right who outside this room would know we have it perfect you're you're already on it let's uh Let's go see if Brongrim's got uh, some some fun information for us. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so you're able to easily make your way over to the uh, Boulder Fist Mining Company, essentially their compound, and uh, without much effort, you're able to reach the front door with the, um, the two guards who are standing outside of it. Uh, well... Friends, uh, maybe it's time uh, we all three see what uh, Mr. Borderfist has to say after speaking with Council. Uh, would you like to all join me? Yep. I like to Rangram. Uh, Rangram, my name's Barrett, right? Wasn't that that guy that kept peeing his pants? No, 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 no. No, remember. Sure, that that could be me. That's fine too. Bear, <laughs> you peed your pants. Well, uh, well, you see, uh, Rangrim, uh, Glenn didn't want to give away his name too quickly to uh, a dwarf, and so he pretended to be somebody who pees his pants. Misdirection. He's misdirecting. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. This this is a mind game. It's a mind game. Mm -hmm. Ambiguity. Right. Deception. And that word of the day, toilet paper, is doing wonders for Rangrim. I am amazed you didn't only learn a word. You are applying it correctly to a situation. The, the that word is of the day amazing. from the hot dogs. <laughs> he, he did. He learned eight new words because he eight. had eight hot dogs. 
so uh, you guys are on to me. That's my character. That's my whole character arc. Now. That's so fucking good. Uh, His collect, intelligence, intelligence gonna be higher than Glenn's just because he's had so, so many hot dogs. So many hot dogs. <laughs> you eat a lot of hot dogs. You actually just just gain intelligence points like crazy. Oh, hey, no. you guys want a good side? They're just plus ones. Plus yes. Ones. Yeah. Yes. Let's. I'm. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, you're good. We're all you're going. Good. We're all going inside. All yeah. go, all going inside. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, the the, uh, the the guards uh, they they clearly uh, know that you're expected, yep, and we... so they kind of open the door as you're approaching, and um, you're able to you see down the hallway, uh, you see what looks like, uh, my God, uh, Brongren uh, sitting at his desk uh, on the far side of the hallway, and as you walk in, the like I said, the it's. It's like old dwarven temple-ish, big columns, very and, and kind of like darkly lit with uh, just like torches all the way down, um, and then more torches around the end with a kind of like lavish carpet going down to a pretty big table at the end. That uh, last time you saw it was covered in food. This time mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to be covered in food. It just seems to be it's just covered in papers and and whatever else and rocks and other things that mining uh, heads of a mining company would have on their oh. desk. But is it just a uh... Uh, Bron Grimm in the room. Yep, it looks like just one figure sitting, uh, kind of sitting at the end of the, um, at it, like just in the center of the table, kind okay. of looking straight ahead. And as you go in, like the door kind of uh, shuts behind you. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Bron Grimm, Mr. Boulderfist, it's a uh, Cosmo in uh, in France. You get no response. And uh, are you just walking forward? How far are you? How close are you? Like, there's probably only about forty feet from the door to, or thirty feet to from the door to his actual desk. Uh, um, I just, I say a little, I say it a little louder. Uh, Mr. Bodefist, you get no response. Uh, uh, BK, you're muted. Sorry, I, I start like looking around as like the voice kind of echoes, and like I'm kind of like keeping an eye out for any shifting shadows or moving bodies moving entities as we kind of walk closer and closer how close are you at this point i'm letting cosmo lead so i'm one step behind cosmo um at this point i would say if he was 40 feet we're at 30 feet okay uh so are you just continue continuing to walk forward uh and then i kind of turn to the guys and I say uh i don't something doesn't feel right do i what do you think? Should I just move on in and see if he's There's asleep? Attention. Some um, way. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold, please. I got a spell. I got a spell. Maybe I, to, maybe I, I don't. Maybe, maybe I don't very, have a spell. I don't think I have spell. I look around and make him a very nervous look that's kind of like, uh, this does not seem like a casual meeting. Uh, and I cast Mage Hands and I extend it. I think it can go like 10 feet from me. Sorry. I should know this. 30 feet from me. Perfect. Yep. Use your finger to go poke him. Um, and he's facing us or is he? Yeah, he's kind of silhouetted with the light that's behind him. Uh, because it's more well lit over there. So you can essentially see a kind of darkened, like the light behind him is silhouetting this form in front okay. of, uh, looking straight down the hallway. Um, so you can see his silhouette. So what I'll do is, is I'll move to 
20 feet um, okay. as the mage hand moves up. And I kind of give him a shake. So, Brongram, you okay? And I um, can move 10 pounds of force. So, like, I give him, like, a light shake. Uh, the shaking, uh, I mean, it, the body the body moves, but it doesn't. Uh, so, you, uh, Cosmo, you would see the body move, but you don't see any movement beside that. Cosmo, when you get to twenty, when you get to twenty feet, uh, you can see that there is blood running down his face, and uh, there seems to be something protruding from his eye socket. I move all the way up. Um, the second Glenn that you pulls, Glenn pulls his weapon. The second he like acts slumped, I just, when I, you just get, I just, I just running. Double bladed scimitar. Okay. Well, once Hold when on. you get uh, as soon as you start moving. Um, in, in like a, a manner of like going forward, uh, you see a form appear from behind Brongren and it just lets their hand drop and you just see the head fall onto the table with a thump. The form that showed up behind Brongren is, I would just associate it with Dwarven in height and stature, uh, pretty like not as stout and like thick as uh, Rangrim or uh, I guess more like I, I picture Cosmo being a little bit more of a leaner build than than Rangrim just because mm -hmm. he's younger, and so like more I guess of your build, and uh, they are wearing this like similar to like Glenn's black leather like outfit with like this black uh, painted black or whatever uh, plate and armor, but it's all black with black leather, and then on their face covering their entire face and their other than this like long white hair that's coming down from the back is a mask that's red and it has this like has this these kind of like parts that come down like this almost like a like when when you see like a cartoon skull how it has the teeth mm -hmm. but it's completely red and in the center of the head right here is a carved eye and you can just see two small eye sockets that's and What's up? No, no, no. Go ahead. No. Uh, what do you What do you do when you see as this? as, as I'm this... running and I see the head slump forward? I literally pull my war pickaxe out and I go running in to swing at it. As you swing at that, uh, they disappear uh, from in front of you, at, and they uh, with just like they they turn into mist. Not as you hit them, but they essentially like what you would recognize as some sort of teleportation magic, they disappear and your weapon goes right through uh, and they are gone. Okay. Um, I immediately turn uh, to Brongrim and, and I yell down to Rangrim, Rangrim, I need you. And I kind of like lay him out and I check for a pulse. Well, if they weren't dead already from the pretty large dagger that was through their eye, and when they fell forward, that dagger came right out the back of their head. Oh. You know what? I think that this is a great time to leave it. I think we should pick it up here next session. Okay. I think that. Okay. I think that this is a good time, a good time to pick it up because I think that we have some. Uh, I think that. Yeah. I want to kill all, the thing. You all find yourself in a situation that is going to be a lot of fun to figure out next week. Goddamn hot dogs. Goddamn hot dogs. Fuck me. That did not go at all how I thought that that would pan out. No. Aw, oh, shucks. Mm -hmm.